Welcome back to WTF and Von Adil with Spicy and the Fox Danger. And today we have a topic. This is good because our guest was like, I might be able to make it. And I'm like, we're like, no, just go be a dad. Do the, do the yeah, dad thing. For real. I, I, I appreciate him trying to, to hold to it, but it's completely okay that he is a, a new dad and that he's doing new dad things. Like that's, that always comes first. It may surprise people. But we do think there are things more important than playing Final Fantasy XI. Uh, yeah. I consider doing this podcast to be like playing it because it's, uh, you know, when you sit there and play with people in an event or during before or after and you like sit there theory crafting and talking about it, you're still playing the game even though you're not moving. Yeah, basically. Uh, that's actually what basically that's almost the only thing that I've been doing for like the last week, honestly, that isn't school. I enjoy I've yells. The, I've been on the, the shield block crusade. So I guess let's get into it then, Fox. How are you doing? Um, I would say I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot in game. I'm still doing the, the college thing as always. Um, and uh, I've, I've actually gotten really close to a, uh, a refined version of how shield blocks actually work in this game and, a, and an actual real formula to apply to it. Uh, the formula on the BG is kind of outdated. And um, <clears throat> I'd like to shout out Martel. And I know that's why I'm trying to update it. I'm trying to update it with real info. Come on. Thank you. And I, I'd like to shout out a shout out to uh, Martel and the rest of the people on our Discord who have given me critical feedback on it. Um, they're ma- making the process a lot easier since I'm doing like all the math end stuff that nobody ever wants to do. Uh, but it's looking really promising, and I hope to get that updated soon. Yeah, the, the last episode actually made that happen. Uh, I probably should have pulled up the video to give a shout out to the guy, but it was just a random guy, so I don't think he needs a shout out for asking a sensible question. Uh, so a yeah. listener commented, how do I, essentially, how do I know what's better to choose between uh, block rate and shield skill on pieces? What's like, like the ratio, like uh, maybe they were expecting it to be, you know, three decks is one, you know, kind of, you know, yeah, value yeah. to a crit rate or something. Yeah, it immediately started an argument between me and Martel because we have different ways that we play Paladin. And uh, I had to show him how like shield block still does matter more than block rate. And we really got into it and... Um, yeah, we actually started picking apart some of the older parts of that formula that no longer actually hold true to real models. And that's what we're uh, trying to revamp right now. Um, anyone who's listening, all the math is listed in my lab. Um, and we've got a lot of really cool fits. But I just think it's really cool because we can use this info to actually determine what combat skill ratings the mobs have. And when we can do that in reverse, we can actually apply this to other things like parry rate, and guard rate, and try to get real formulas out of those too, where we've never had them before. Fox's lab, if anyone doesn't know, is a section in our WTF and Fun Deal Discord that you can look at, but you can't post in, but he can post in. So that's that's his lab. Uh, you and Martel can too. But yeah, yes, uh, people who are of the tier of hosts or guests can post in there, and that's anyone else can view it. That's where like math things go. There's a math questions channel, and then there's Fox's Danger Lab. But yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, how's it been for you, man? Uh, how have you been doing? Uh, you know. I've been in a good mental health space, you know, just finding inner peace. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've just been wandering through my mind, and I've been liking what I come out with a little more, because the only way to make sense of a chaotic world is to be at peace with yourself as you navigate those people. And I'm a scumbag, and everyone around me is scumbag, so I'm able to handle that. All right, well, I guess if you come to grips with it. Woosah. <laughs> what? Woosah, it's, it's a bad boys reference. It's a terrible movie. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Bad Boys in like 10 years. Yeah, you don't want to see it. But, uh, but Wusa is a 
a, a meme that I think stands the test of time that no one uses. Anyway, no, it was just the mental health episode we talked about. I'm like, I started thinking and things, and I go, hmm, and I start sorting things out in my head and wandering around, and I'm like, you know, I'm a very hateful person, but I'm okay with that. Ow. You know, now that we're nearing closer and closer to the mental health episode, um, I, I like starting to struggle to think of things that I really wanted to um, actually talk to about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it feels like we've teased it for for so long that it's kind of become this this thing on this pedestal that that I don't think we can still oh, no. truly achieve. So hopefully, when we can get our guests back on for that, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll make some sense of our lives there. I think we could talk about it for hours and hours and hours, and it would still be just you would go down every little corridor there, and for uh, sure, yeah, it's 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 a thing. So. Aside from me finding my own inner happiness, I do Dynamis with Carrot, and I was eyeballing some evasion values that I also posted in the Fox Danger Lab and the Thief Guide on BG. They're not precise in any manner, but I've been enjoying very much being a thief and playing as Thief in Dynamis because I can evade things. Please, again, people latching onto that, please also... um... Uh, for people listening, please latch onto that also, uh, because the stuff that that he's doing with that, the stuff that you're doing with that, is is very very good all in a different way. So basically, what I can do is use malignance with evasion gear and some DT, not capping DT, but having enough. It's like what thirty seven or forty, whatever it is, something like that. And then wearing you know Twashdar and Turney and Dagger, and with one Mambo, no food. You could just use food. You would, you would be able to do. It. You can go and wave one and evade everything while DDing. Yeah, I like take a moment and let that sink in. Because the the number one thing that usually gets people killed in Dyna is when people try to go after like mobs that the tank has pulled but hasn't established hate on yet. And then they they run off and do something stupid because they want to win the parse, right? Um what you're saying is that you can actually pull a statue and you can just let the statue wail on you and they won't hit you at all, but you can still just continue to do some DPS while you continue to hold this pack. 20% uh, of the time, every time. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's always going to be like a caveat to to that, but that's actually still very good. And and what I want people to realize is you may not need to sleep quite as many things on these poles because the thief can just take care of it. Or or what, what I'm thinking is that once you nail this down, I, I, I theorize that anyone with a B plus or better rating should be able to also emulate this. Um, so once we get thief situated, like we may have a new strat that we can use. And, and that's where I feel really sad because I, I, I want to participate. I, I want to participate in your, your runs, but then I also don't want to miss my link shells runs and it sucks. Oh, yeah, I mean, so. your link shells runs are so fun when you don't get any ballot on paladin, you know. <laughs> hey, he provided ballad sometimes. Oh man! But yeah, I think dancer would do it better because essentially, I'm also you can only evade eighty percent as a cap, so you're still going to get hit by things. And I'm not running around statues and wave one enough to know if I'm capped, but I'm seeing I am being you know I'm, they're missing me, so that's very good. Wave two, they are not missing me, and I'm wave two. I throw on a path C gandring to give myself an extra you know hundred evasion there sit it with mambos i'll sit like around 1600 or something and i can evade then but the basic 1400 i'm running with in wave one uh would not cut it there so wave two is a much higher bar to clear oh, oh for sure i mean they're i think, I think they're almost like 10-ish level or 8-ish levels higher 
So, I mean, it makes sense. And and then also to, to head off people who might go to some sort of critical extreme on this. No, we aren't suggesting that you pull the entire zone. Like your poll should still be reasonable because you got to think 20% of the incoming damage is still going to happen roughly. So you don't want to like go overboard just because this is cool. Um, but it's still another neat strat that you can use. I'm not a math guy, but throw 15% parry at it. And I think it's like, what, 76% of attacks will still hit you? Yeah. Because parry oh, base is five, hitting. then you wear the terms leggings plus one, and you put parry plus five in your cape because you can have. You'll, you'll just eyeballing it. You'll probably shift it down to about a sixteen uh, percent of the time something is hitting you, assuming an ideal situation where you keep everyone in your parry arc. So two statues will work in wave one, especially. But you, you know, yeah. and the NMs you can evade, which is fun. So if you want to farm NMs, not that you need to, because you would only want to in wave two for Volt. But nonetheless, moving on. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to do worst thread of the week, Fox? Oh, but which one of these threads is the worst thread of the week? It's a Reddit one. Okay, it's the Reddit one. Uh, no, the other ones, the auction house one's the, the basis for the episode. So Yeah, but in a way, I consider it the worst thread too. But yeah, let's do the, let's well, do the Reddit. That's one. just because the posters are the worst posters. So we have Reddit's thread 12 hours ago today. Will the drop rate, will changing servers affect the drop rate? They say they've spammed E slash VE around 150 to 200 times. They've only gotten four to five, and they're missing that last piece. Is it normal? And they've got nothing the last 50 fights. And yes, it is normal. Well, the, the head only drops on Ragnarok, so I think there's something there. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, what, okay, so, so my red flag, if I'm just like looking at this post, right? If I'm just looking at the OP, trying to figure out what they're trying to ask, how do people come to these conclusions? I don't know. That's that's what everyone sits there and goes, what is that person thinking? And we go, I don't know. So what is that person thinking? I don't know. They're they're asking if it will affect the drop rate. And and, and that's cool. I mean, it's, it's good to clarify, right? But there has to be something. This is a validation question. So this is this means that this person is thinking in their head somewhere, hey, this could be something that could be causing this. So let me ask a question to see if I can clarify it. And I, I just don't know what causes people to think these sorts of things in the first place. They have to eat a lucky egg and a uh, four-leaf Corrigan bud. And then, you know, that's well, unfortunately, one... fortunately, Reddit immediately debunks it. Except for this one guy, Chortle, who says, I disagree with this. The armor drops in its own unique slot for E slash VE and will reroll if you already have it, which is. Oh, wrong. you mean the, the part that I immediately quoted? Yes, yes, the, that is incorrect. What what's funny is it was at an it was at a negative one when you originally brought it up and it's already uh, managed to make its way to a negative three. It was negative like two when I pulled it up. I made a negative later. three. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe that was it. Someone else beat me to two. But it's you know, Lilith and the drop rate is something everyone talks about. So it's the worst threat of the week, but it's also the purpose of besides saying no servers don't affect drop rate. It's also to point out that when you solo Lilith. And you let last piece, it can take a hundred fights. You could get four to five in thirty fights. I think I got like three out of five in like thirty fights, and I think after eighty I got my last two. So I was lucky because I was doing it on E on blue, whatever. So you I made that choice where I was willing to hey, it could take me a hundred or two hundred, or some people say they've done five hundred fights. I always wonder how accurate that is, but nonetheless, they've done hundreds of fights. Uh you make that choice of I'm not teaming up with people, so that last piece is going to take a long time to drop because of how great Lola's mechanics are. And I'm not being sarcastic. They are the greatest high-tier battlefield drop mechanics there are. But the point, sure is, are. the point is you should just do normal. 
do normal. It's not hard. You're going to need a group and you kill a spite warden. It's not, you don't have to go and do VD. You don't have to do D even. Just do normal and you'll have multiple drop slots unlocked when you kill the sport. The spite warden will give you an extra drop slot so you'll have multiple slots and it'll be a better time than trying to do, well, it's one yeah. little slot there. Yeah. In, in fact, um, in normal runs, because if, if I wasn't doing uh, VE and E with other people, because duoing is the way that I did, I'd do it somewhat spicy. And uh, if I wasn't doing it that way, I actually did a normal with a, with a bunch of friends. We had a party of six, and it's not even an uncommon party you would use. Like your primary damage dealer is a Corsair because they can do like all the kinds of damage that you need magic, ranged, and uh, Savage Blade. So <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's a Fox yeah, damage. We don't count. Now. Yeah, we don't count. That's a Fox separate type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's, not, it's not even really that bad. Um, I even have a, a crazy story where I actually tanked the Lilith N on Bard. Um, because our, our rune fencer did something pretty special and accidentally warped out. Who was the rune fencer? Uh, it was Blaine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He went to go use a panacea after um, after getting uh, impacted, and he accidentally uses vertical complex. And then someone else in the party was like, "Well, I guess it's over." And I'm like, "No, it's not." And I flashed her. Wait, you flashed on Bard? Oh, I absolutely. Oh, you're sub white mage. Okay, I, for some reason in my mind, instantly I went to, "Why is he subbing Paladin?" But no, that's just me being stupid. <laughs> No, no, it's not a, it's not a kin run. <laughs> yeah, because everyone talks about needing that last piece, or they'll pay someone twenty million for it, and it's really not hard to do. N and do we have to explain how Lilith works? Because it's a unique drop mechanic that no high tier battlefield has. We probably should. Yeah, so Lilith has a higher rate, which is how you can get it on E and VE. Because normally, historically, any high tier battlefield does not have a good rate. You'll not get shit on e it's just you, you might after like a lot of fights but it, you don't lilith has a yep. higher rate because lilith has extra slots that can be dropped on like other high tier battlefields which have those slots naturally i think lilith gets even more because the spite wardens will give it more slots i think what are the, i don't know when i say this but i think it's what two slots for yeah for weapons or armor max at vd at vd yes yeah and um because I've seen two things drop. Yeah, but, that's what uh, I was assuming, but I didn't know maybe there's like a third that kind of doesn't. But I've never seen three, so it couldn't be. Neither have I. Yeah, I've seen like, I've actually seen double tabard. So Lilith provides a high double tabard. Yeah, you can get the same items, but Lilith provides a drop slot herself at a higher rate because the spite wardens, when you beat them, one appears on N, two on D, three on VD. They all individually will unlock an extra drop slot for that. So, Which is, in people listening, that's just a chance, though. Like, the slot is open doesn't mean the slot has something in it. Yes. So there's multiple slots at a lower chance. So it's, it's actually a great mechanic because it unlocks E and VE to people who need to get those pieces to get in. So you should be really happy you can get those pieces without having to team up and you just get the last ones in a group and save yourself the trouble of always losing the lot or something. But you should be happy that the diminishing returns are there because you've gotten most of your stuff already. You should be happy. Yeah, so if, if the drop rates are so good, why do people complain about it? Uh, because no one's satisfied until they have it all. Yes. So with this fight in particular, what you what you have to think about is once you have four out of five malignants and you have all of her accessories and gardening tools, right? Gardening tools? Um, yeah, that's what I always call just the, the gear that drops that people don't care about. Um, it started with Word of Courage when she when it drops like post hole diggers and uh, you know stuff to plow your fields. Um. So when it when it comes to like that stuff, you, you'll have all this gear, right? And then what will usually happen is someone will get really, really sad because then they'll go like so many runs without seeing anything drop. And then in their mind, it'll trigger, hey, 
this BCNM has the worst drop rate in the world, which is not actually true. She is dropping stuff. It's just you already have it. Th this fight actually incentivizes you to take people who don't have the gear along with you because morale-wise, you're going to have a better time because you're still going to see things drop. And it's better than using trust generally, better than using trust anyway, so... Yeah, it's true. It's Even SC. my awful thief. It was the greatest way SCs incentivized us to, one, be able to do something on our own, and then two, to be able to then take people, and everyone goes, Burr! Yeah. But anyway, let's let's move on then. All right. The last segment before we get into this, we have mail from our favorite Speed. And he's like the best at giving this to us, too. Yeah. Did he? I forget. Did he ever tell me it's Sveden? I believe he told me it's Sveden. I don't know. I don't think it's Sveden with an F. Uh, I don't know. I, I know that very specifically in what you're about to read, he definitely makes fun of your ability oh, to pronounce yes. Swedish. Yes, yes. I, I'm not Swedish. Which I thought was the best thing ever. I've been to Sweden. It is an amazing place that I love, but I uh, can't do any Swedish. I've never really tried. So, let's see. Obligatory sorry for the late reply. I caught both the Blue and Paladin 2 episodes. Uh, da, 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 opening borders. Da, 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 da. Uh, so, if anyone likes to hear how snow is in Sweden, Sveden says that it snowed so bad that the reindeer and the moose don't want to deal with it, and they just chill on the highway. So, on his six-hour drive to work this week, he saw more blood than the first four Saw movies combined. Uh, that's got <laughs> to be fun. That's pretty messed up, but it just, is... It's, uh... It paints quite a picture. You know, because we have the pandemic going on for over a year now, and now in, in our minds we're sitting there thinking of all these dead animals massacred on a six-hour drive because it snowed too much. It's like when it rains and all the worms come up and it's Wormageddon on your driveway. That's <laughs> so true. So... He, he says, he, you know, Drelo's great, never understood why everyone hated him. Da, 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 da. played blue a lot back in 2016 i forget what i was even going over with this for um oh yes he also thanks me because he didn't know he had my gear swap and he said thanks for telling me my lock style shit every time i get on the job no problem Sven. <laughs> no, I'm that was actually the first thing that i removed from your gear swap you'd be amazed how many people keep it and it's great <laughs> so good uh, thank you very much for sending that in though uh, we we like reading it even if it's not like questions or anything like that it's it's still it's still good to to hear from you. And, well, uh, he says he talked about uh we talked about Odyssey and the limitations on gaining RP, and he agrees. He wishes that it was more like Omen, where you can store more than one Mongol phone, which I think everyone does. Yeah, that's for that's definitely it for sure thing. And uh, he says that Martel is absolutely right. Um, when he says that if you don't have people who are willing to take risks, then uh, you uh, don't take risks because you'll lose half your members. He put in parentheses twice, so I don't know if that's something Martel said or if he's just lost all of his members twice from taking risks. Um, I don't think that Martel said that specifically. I don't think so either. I don't remember. So it could have been something that happened to him, and that's unfortunate. I'm sure we'll get a letter in two weeks about it. <laughs> to clarify, yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree because I'm the kind of guy who likes to take risks and do things stupid. Uh, mostly so in I. game because I don't really do that to a certain extent in the real world. I I do drive like an asshole, but uh, yeah, I always want byproduct of where you live, though. Yeah, if anyone's never driven in Jersey, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's a funny thing. I mentioned that. So I get off the highway today, and I take the exit, and there's two rights and a left. That's it. And I'm sitting there at the red light waiting for it to turn green so I, you know, can get out of the exit traffic light because a lot of times busy exit light, you drive, there's a light there. So I'm sitting there and there's the left lane next to me. It's empty. 
And a guy stops in front of me, puts his blinker on, and starts driving the wrong way past me down the exit ramp. What a hero. And I'm like, oh, man. This... <laughs> I'm like, is this guy going to get smashed behind me? I just start watching behind me because the light lasts for a while. And I'm like, wow, this guy's driving the wrong way on the highway. Yeah, I pass. And, I, and I that's Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting there, and the guy passed me, and I, it didn't click for a second. I'm like, oh. Wait, and I look at the the line next to me at the and the left. And I'm like, wait, you can't drive that. No, no. But he didn't get hit. He realized his mistake, put on his hazards as all the cars were suddenly coming at him and honking at him. You know, good. So anyway, the ending here of Sven's uh, little PM here is that he's pretty sure that K E I is pronounced the same way you pronounce the letter K and put in parentheses K in case I didn't know how to say K A Y K. Thank you. Um, that's fair you mentioned a dark knight episode and since dark knight is my baby i'm gonna hold you to it with a heart uh, i don't know about that we we don't have any professional yeah. dark knights around here Foz. i've done some cool things on dark knight but i am by no means a professional i it I, I understand how to play jobs but it doesn't mean that i mean outside of like beast and ninja and stuff like that like well, you were tanking absolute virtue on on dark knight it seemed pretty easy yeah well Oh, remember, we have to use tanking very carefully. Oh, I was oh, yes. holding the monster's yes. attention in a state of panic. You got me in and my it own. it ended up okay. You hoist me by my own batard. There we go. Uh, but yeah, uh, what I will say real quick, though, is that if we do an episode like that, um, there will probably be a huge focus on a little weapon called the Lycurgos and how incredibly broken it is. It's like Nagling Tear. It is very, very good, and I use it on Dark Knight. I can't believe Nagling Tear doesn't have Savage Blade. Uh, you're, you're somehow I still savage played with it. It's crazy. <laughs> and he finally says after four years of farming, he got his uh, dog and breastplate from a Montrove after farming kin for four years. So congratulations on farming kin for nothing. <laughs> it's it's cool that he got it though. Like yeah. it's, 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 you can use it. Yeah, I use it on all time. But yeah, grats, dude. It's actually uh, it's pretty sweet. And yeah, you, said, you think they're myths until it happens. Yeah, and my Swedish is pretty horrible. That might be because it was some kind of purposely awful quasi-German, but still. And yes, my my German is also horrible, so any Swedish is in a horrible quasi-German accent. I just go with it, usually. Yeah, which is why our, our last thing here, uh, the Abenteuer von Spicy und Dreisen, my horrible German segment on the puppet. It's German puppet. That's that's why it's Dreisen. Uh, finish King Konkin. Just got to get the by Tetsu in. So there you go. And I sold my last puppet attachments finally this morning. How long oh, I was hoping you'd do that. Is that a month? Yeah. Yes. 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 For anyone who's not in the Discord, Fox went next to me while I was AFKing, bought my one out of my two remaining parts, and then bizarred it for 1K less next to me. And I woke up and I'm like, you son of a bitch. That's right. Got to keep the market competitive. Yes. Yes. So I bought it back and it's been in my bazaar for a couple of days. So what, it take me three, four weeks to sell a few parts? That's good. I guess so. I mean, it's it's hard to undercut the NPCs, apparently. I made like a mil and a half on it, but I, I don't think the electricity oh. was worth it. It's like farming Bitcoin. Yeah, pretty much, man. So today's episode um, is... It's kind of along those lines. Yes, after our great intro, is... I wonder if people hate that and they just sit here and go, I wish you'd get to it already. Possibly, but I mean, it's it's better that we get the stuff out of the way than, you know tease a part of the episode later that maybe you want and then we get sidetracked by it and still talk about it anyway in like a weird place and how am i going to find out how you're doing for 25 minutes otherwise uh you can make some pretty reasonable assumptions honestly. i could talk to you that'd, that'd be a thing yeah right so today uh as the title that i will think of while we're doing this or after we're done and then i'll make it the title because i haven't decided on one 
is about the underutilized left behind jobs and it was started by the frustrated thread on auction house where the guy says naughty dread because i like the name naughty dread that's that's a good name is hello i'm looking for advice it uh capitalized there i guess whatever i don't want to make fun of him (laughs) hard to believe seems almost impossible to get parties with a black mage even my link show won't bring me does anyone have any suggestion of being able to play black mage i tried summoner and did not enjoy the job and i don't blame you because summoner sucks let fraud tell you otherwise (laughs) but Uh, yeah that started the whole thing uh of thinking hey maybe we could do something about this because it makes a decent thread it's gone on for a while but then fox and i started talking about how certain jobs like i immediately went to the scholar thing because i have a chip on my shoulder about fox loving scholar and using it to you, replace white you mage. really do man i do you you really don't like scholar i i like scholar i don't like that it's like oh i'm relevant i can be the white mage like no you need specific tools besides storms and a very very weak regain that needs to be buffed to be like special cool so what I arrived at, and I guess we can talk about Scholar first, so Black Mage is looming, um, is that uh, for, for for Scholar, I okay, so people who don't know me know that I, I usually tank things, and if I don't tank things, I'm usually on support. And if I'm not on Geo when I'm supporting, I'm usually a healer. And I am I used to be known for my White Mage, uh, because I went White Mage to almost everything. I'm actually a very good White Mage. And when I, I'm, I'm saying that for a specific reason, because... More recently, I'd say probably within the last eight months, I started picking up Scholar very seriously. And in every situation that I've been able to take my White Mage to, to heal, I've actually had a more positive time main healing it on Scholar. I feel like the comparison there is how I think Dancer does what I'm doing on Thief better. But but I'd use it on Thief because I want to play Thief. And it has Treasure Hunter. So arguably, since it's an event to get items, the Treasure Hunter matters the most. But... um, you bring up very good concerns, though, like in regards to the scholar white mage comparison. And, and like the biggest one that people will think of is, you know, the double erases and or the ability to use the ag rush to, you know, a we erase everything forever. And I do have the ag rush, too. So like the comparison here is fair. But I find that because of what you can do with regen and a very decent phalanx that you can give everyone, like the combination of those two things mitigate enough damage to where you can actually just spot heal and spot status cure without any real issue and i i, I just I, I personally don't run into the problems and i i, I take it to dynamis I, I take it i've taken it to um what you call it uh, uh aeonic climbs like i i fought real content with it i come from a world since i don't have a link shell anymore where it's what three years ago now it would be like two years ago but it's gonna i'm gonna put it during the link shell time three years ago now we're like it's 2018 and melee strats are viable for aionic weapons and we're forming aionic weapons and i do melee burns for everything because all i do is melee jobs because i'm one-dimensional uh and having carrots white mage there it's like okay well she's a yag rush white mage i was always spoiled it's like Okay, Albumen's hitting everyone with this max HP down. Now it's all off. You know, a scholar would have to do an, a, a, a JA, and then it would have to throw it. it. It's extra time you don't have when people are dropping, and it's very, you know, because if you pull hate off the tank or something because the tank lost Emity or the tank even died because of the max HP down, not that the tank, well, depending on it your party. It usually won't be the tank. The, well, yes, yes. Well, if you're like me and have a rune fencer tanking because you're doing DD on rune and tanking and you know so it depends how wonky and stupid your setup is not everyone's in a bad group like mine <laughs> so having that be a thing where kiraga needs to be thrown right away you don't have to wait for a 
another strat for Kiraga and having those kind of things on top of there's been times where because white mage gets better a magic evasion and idol gear yes than scholar I don't play scholar so I don't yes and that was one of the points that I brought up as a double advocate yeah is oh, scholar is unfortunately on all of the um the the, the black mage gear and that's why I'm on a, a quest for the Sandoria Volti specifically um, because it's it's very very good for scholar I've had it where carrot saves the entire run on white mage. Because she gets hate on White Mage against, I don't know, like Cory or something while it's like almost dead and we need White Mage to hold it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that, that you know, the magic evasion and the curing and the cure skin and the MP you keep with your pants, that's like a huge deal. And to me, White Mage is so much more clutch than scholars filling in for White Mage and you get better magic evasion with the bar spells and all these things. I mean, the regen's very nice. Not that White Mage's regen's nothing. It lasts shorter, but... I just, yeah, it's still good. But that's the yeah. world I'm coming from. That's why I have a chip on my shoulder, because I'm like, that doesn't do the same thing. I guess, and this is probably going to be a focus of a lot of what we talk about today, is that when something's not the best, it's not necessarily the worst either. Um, obviously, White Mage is a better healer than a Scholar is. But I don't think it's Scholar is so far behind that White Mage should eclipse it the way it does, um, the way a lot of people see it. And, and and I'm speaking from experience. So, I mean, obviously, I know that if I want easy mode when it comes to, like, status ailment heavy fights, I'm I'm going to not try to bring my Scholar to Alberman. I would rather use White Mage in that situation. That's absolutely true. doesn't mean a Scholar can't do it. But the thing that I would be the most afraid of in that situation is the the White Mage just having a better curse in the set for Dune. That, that's, that's the number yeah, one concern. Yeah, that's the thing. I forgot, you know. I was because thinking, your 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 bards are also going to help you with carols too. So like the bar spell thing is also a potential issue, but it's it's less so because people have better sets now and they know what they're they know what sets they need to wear when they fight these mobs. My main concern was like the minus seventy five percent match HP down. Well, you can resist it too with geo and stuff, which most people would in proper gear. But years ago, when you didn't have malignants and stuff, people weren't trying to DD in I don't yeah. know uh, Telchine for evasion or something on Blue Mage or. You know, Rune Fencer was that's how Rune Fencer was always like the OPDD because now the armor is there for Kendu Saba is there for Monk was not something people no I mean it existed then too but I mean Rune Fencer had the had the 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 edge there nonetheless um, yeah I've worried more about the seventy five percent minus under twenty five percent and HP down than the Doom because I come from a world where my gear swap automatically puts on. You know, holy water gear and stuff, and curse of receive oh, yeah. plus, and I don't ever really ever die to doom. If you don't have it, I you haven't will die. in a long time. Yeah, I I haven't in a real long time, and I I pretty sure actually no, it was this last ambu and we had an accident, and that's what happened. Um, it's a Lamia ambuscade for you know to kind of date what's going on, and I got hit with one of the disregards because I was stupid. You um, disregarded. Yeah, I disregarded in the wrong at the wrong time, and uh, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> happens to the best of us. But um, so scholar though, some some people like you. You bring up the AOE cures thing, and I find that I never really have to throw out AOE cures. Um, a lot of times people aren't immediately in danger after they take a big hit, and regen ticks fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, especially when it's at a hundred a tick, like it, it actually replenishes itself pretty fast. And what I do is I actually operate like a bard does when I'm on scholar and I'll actually jump to other parties and I'll give them AOE regen also. So since I actually do a bard swap on scholar, um, I don't run into a problem where I feel like I'm always on the back burner. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I just don't run into a whole lot of issues. Like you brought up the concern with like dispels, and yeah, AOE dispels do suck. But I think a lot of the problem that you may have run into in the past in dealing with scholars is that you're probably dealing with ones that aren't very intelligent. That's generally the problem, but I can live with unintelligent white mages. I can't live with unintelligent scholars. That's fair. That's fair. And white mage has the edge. Like, I'm not trying to be so bold as to say that scholar is in some way better. It's just a different kind of white mage. To be fair, and if it you know, rewards better play, if yeah, it does reward better play. That's what I was going to say. To be fair, if you are making use of Adloquium's not nothing, Phalanx go with a high regen's not nothing. It's not nothing. Uh, you know, whether especially if your skill chaining is not nothing. I mean, and then the extra what couple couple stats from. I think the weather stat should really be buffed up to give Scholar a little something. And we've always said here before, like, Scholar should have had, at least I always did, and I think even a person posted or commented on one of our YouTubes agreeing that uh, that Scholar should have had Inundation, not Red Mage, because it's a tactical thing. Yeah, and just the way that you can actually, and people never do this, but you can actually set up skill chains with Scholars. Um, you don't have to use the Scholar the entire time. Like, if you understand how skill chains work, you can have the Scholar open for your DDs. That kind of locks the scholar down though to wait for when the DD's ready because you gotta have your strat up and then use like a helix to have a tier two. Otherwise it's like level one properties and you're just opening and it's kinda of... Well no, no, you don't use a helix for tier two. The the reason you use a helix is so that you can get darker light. Um so you're you're uh, sorry, um transfiction or compression, uh as the ability. So basically, um if you're using a weapon skill with property with with uh, scission, for example, you can actually open your helix one for transfiction. And then someone can close. I believe Savage Blade has a uh, has um, scission as its secondary property. If you close yes. Savage Blade, it should be uh, distortion. Yeah, that's me showing my. As far as I know, because I'm not a scholar. As far as I know, you only have level one properties with all of your stuff, unless you use a helix for level two properties. Yes, but that that's more about the skill chain itself that you're doing. But you, you don't have to use a helix to do it. But still, um, it, it brings up a good case of if you're low manning you have the ability to live better and a certain job like let's say you're blue mage you don't have a fusion property or a great way to make it and you're sitting there using flat blade and red lotus blade if you have a scholar to open up for you that that kind of makes your romanning in in certain groups a lot better so it does have that flexibility but it's certainly not a widespread orientation like scholars it, it's animus augo and mino or whatever needs to be a little better like stuff like that it's got break that isn't useful I mean, it is, but it's not like it comes into play. I would say out of all of Scholar's abilities that needs to be tweaked, it's actually at Um, I think that Corsair being the only job that can give you any kind of like actual regain is kind of a disservice. Um, regain isn't, is, is good, but it's not like it doesn't break the world. You know, it doesn't tick super fast. And I think that if Scholar could use it also... Um, it would not replace like meleeing. Like we've seen that where when Gokutai came out for Ninja, people thought people could just idle in really high dual wield sets and get like all this crazy TP per tick or whatever. It, sure, you can do that, but it is not ever going to replace meleeing. So it's it's the same sort of thing. Like like it's just a, a convenience thing. It can help your uh, your corsairs out when they're trying to bust statues. Like you can make it so that. Maybe um, if they tweaked Eloquium, you could throw Eloquium on them so they could use better rolls instead. But like, you don't okay, have to use tactical. so let's let's take high versions as an example for Scholar and how it's underutilized, since that is the topic. If anyone forgot, we're not on a tangent. This is the episode. Um, yeah, so yes, region and divergence is great. It's better than Keras because there's so much. It's not like a great deal of idle time, but there's so much idle time between 
statues, mobs, things like that, that regen is a optimal way to free up the scholar to do other things. Uh, but when it comes time to, I don't want to use Halfus because he's a poor example of a, a home wrecker. Uh, let's yeah. let's take Quadov in in Bastok there. When it comes okay. down to that, I mean, Embravo would be great in a situation. That is a Embravo would be an yes, underutilized and thing, it. and you give it to the entire alliance. That would be perfect. Um, oh, it is it is not underutilized. When, when I use it, <laughs> well, I mean, people aren't bringing scholars. They just take Bard and Geo, and and they don't need to take scholar because everyone takes White Mage because you get a Barstone or Bar Petra, and and situationally, if you have a Yagrush, just nah the petrify off everyone and, and all the uh the gravity of everyone with your Yagrush. so it's not yeah. like it was funny um this this has to do with uh with a different podcast but rumoko's on a different podcast right <laughs> and one one time he was talking about um like benefits of bringing a scholar to things and people didn't really understand what he was talking about and then i reminded i'm actually the person he brings up that he didn't mention who sent him a message and reminded him to tell them that uh, embolden is a very very powerful tool when it comes to uh, scholar buffs. Oh yeah, because perpetuance, right? Yes. So what you do is you embolden something like say Embrava, or you embolden Regen Five, and just either one of those. I would personally prefer the Embrava because it has other effects. Um, but if you embolden Embrava, and then you also have Regen Five on that Rune Fencer, and let's say the Rune Fencer also has like the Su Five Great Sword for pre buffs, um, which is you know nice no, like tough. No one carries that. Yeah, like I mean, I'm not saying go out and do that. But you can get like the yes, SU4 but if you even. do have that, right, if you have the SU4, um, that's perfectly acceptable and you'll probably do just as well. Like if, if you're um, if, if you're receiving these buffs, the Rune Pencers receiving these buffs, they are, are basically going to be an Immortal God for the duration. And it Bravo lasts a while. I do I have to pull it up? Uh, mine lasts a little over six minutes. I don't have a Musa yet, so that's a thing. And that's another thing we always see with these... Um jobs like the you know the thing that started this was black mage here what we'll eventually get to because that's definitely on the docket of left should behind. be next actually yes it is next but uh it's like you could take that job and it's to be super geared up and everyone knows that because you have to have all these unique things that buff that buff your boof buff i'm saying bust and everything that buff your abilities to make them have this you know brokenness to them otherwise because see I, I understand that loquium came out the same time as tactician's role so they wanted to be careful they didn't want to make everyone like just standing back because the game was very different at that time too it was still yeah, yeah. not far removed from the old karen era of standing back with meditate and swapping into your alliance again to weapon skill and drop from your alliance for big link shells <laughs> if anyone's ever experienced that uh terrible i've got tp they i think they Put were worried so they would just need to add some gear to enhance avoquium at least i don't think 20 or 30 yes. a tick is ridiculous here I don't either, and that—that's actually what, what I think needs to be stronger about it. Um, I, I actually think that it—that they should do more things that reward you for having more enhancing skill on jobs that aren't red mage. Um, I think that having it work off of an enhancing skill formula, it would be a very beneficial thing because if you—if you think about it, there's not that many spells that actually use it. And I was also getting off my original point when I got back into Adlocum. It's that you have to get all oh. these things, and that's the problem. Is these jobs, like, let's say you want to play Thief in the way I was, like, you can just play Thief, but you have to go and collect all these evasion, like, not, people don't want to go buy a, a Gandering, you could use a Plunderer's Knife, but at that point, why not just get the Gandering? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money, but people just don't want to go out and collect all these things in inventory and niche things for jobs they just want to kind of get on and go. So I think that's a big part, not just the mentality people have where if something's not winning, it's not contributing, you said during the pre-show here, Fox. Yeah. 
which is the mentality I think everyone's hung up on. It it doesn't have to win to contribute or be worth taking. And everyone's kind of like, it's so far behind. Why ever take it? That's definitely a DD kind of thing. But in terms of utility, Scholar certainly does have certain things. I don't think, I think Bastok's the worst case scenario for Scholar, even though I'm Brava's broken because Windurst is a joke and the Goblin's a joke and people are going to just die anyway to Halfus if he's buffed up and not dispelled. It's the, it's the wave two boss. Uh, you're, you're talking about fear singer. Um, yes. Yeah. He could, because he has an aura and, and this is, this is the problem that all non white mages run into is that if you have an aura, it basically takes your erase based status removal down to a 50% chance because you're not getting two, two things at a time. You're not guaranteedly removing something. And if you say status cure the aura, then that effectively did nothing. And that is the one problem that you will run into. And that is a weakness for every job that isn't white mage, which I think is bad game design, honestly. You know, if you were really ballsy, um, there, there white should mage, be other ways of. You could stand next to him with the oh, uh, SU uh, 4 5 weapon and just Asuna. You know, misery and As- actually, Asuna specifically feels mechanically more like a scholar thing. And to explain I think it that, was historically, wasn't it? No. It, it's it's always been on white mage, and it makes more sense to be on scholar, I mean, especially with fantasies. the way that your builds are now. Uh, that I don't remember because because Asuna was basically interchangeable with a race in other Final Fantasies. Like uh, there was no erase in other ones; it was called Asuna, and and uh, it was basically like your your cure all. It's like same as like remedy it was also the spell as well as an item. Yeah, it was also remedies and stuff. But but what I'm what I'm saying though is that based on the kinds of gear that scholar gets. It makes more sense that because they have a lower magic evasion than White Mage does, that they get access to Asuna. The White Mage, and this is a problem we run into on Shaw, like whenever I have to heal Shaw and I'm not tanking it, uh, we use uh, Misery when we actually go for the Shaw portion of the Zerg. For sacrifice? We do the long, yeah, for sa- no, not for sacrifice. Uh, we intentionally try to get um, Zombie on us because Asuna can remove Zombie. Yeah, usually you just sacrifice it too, which is another white mage benefit. But those are always niche situations for white mage too, so it's not fair yeah. to say like white mage can save the day from zombie when it's kind of a niche already. It's not like a big mechanic. Yeah, we, we, we try to do it without two casts though is the thing. So all the white mages sit in range. The problem is is that my white mage and, and some of the other white mages in our only show like Claire, um, we, we have such high magic evasion that zombie will not land on us. Time to put on a spelunker's hat. Right? I actually have a DT set specifically for Shaw that's like Aeonmo and all that garbage just so I can get zombied. And I think Scholar being a backup to a white mage in that situation would be so much better if they can just sit in range and just Asuna. It would fix all those problems and then white mage wouldn't be the only job who can who can like erase through those sorts of situations. So I don't know, man. So Rune Fencer, if you're a Rune Fencer tank, it makes a lot more sense than if you're I mean, a paladin doesn't really need a white mage ever. Not really. So no. I was going to say, it makes more you sense for DD groups that have DDs getting beat up to have a white mage, and it makes sense for any sort of tank range strategy, tank summoner to ever take a white mage for anything. Because even then, how, how big is the difference? Because you get job points in everything, and, and merits even. How big is the difference in bar spell? It's got to be significant, but is it really... It's about 100. Well, no, sorry, it's not 100. It's around 70. Okay. So uh, a scholar, if you're using, well, it's 70 magic evasion, but let's kind of take a look at it, though. Depends what else so you're bringing a scholar, to the event. A bard would make a Yeah, break. a scholar can, can hit uh, 165 bar spells, right? 
because it's going to be able to cap the 150 potency and it doesn't get all the bonuses the white mage gets. The only thing that makes it different from white mage are like gifts and like straight up bar spell potency plus gear. Um, Scholar gets one piece of bar spell potency plus gears, Shedder, so Sarah Wheels. Ah, the blue pants we talked and about. And you use, well, the same pants. Yes, basically. that's what I'm saying. You're, you're the, gonna blue, get plus the blue pants we talked about. Yeah. So you, you get 165 bar spells, right? And then white mages top out at 236. So there is a big difference there. But what you have to look at is in the old days, that would have been a huge difference. Now we have higher amounts of magic evasion than we ever did before. And you still have bards that are helping to, to bridge that with their carols. So people were resisting stuff before, and now they have access to these hybrid sets that include malignants. And, you know, the, the plus one for Kenditsuba and, and other sets with higher magic evasion are more prevalent than they used to be. So people are actually shrugging off these status ailments a lot easier than they used to. So I guess the so, argument there is if you're not using geo bubbles, which you kind of want to avoid so you can use other more potent ones. So I guess the argument there is if you're not using a bard, then white mage has more validity. If, if it's a fight where you need to yes. resist something like maybe you're a group doing, well, stick with Shah and you want to resist amnesia, that might be a lot more important for your <clears throat> dragoon with 27 yeah. magic evasion on its hands. To, yes, uh... <laughs> you're, you're absolutely correct. The um, Some jobs are just not blessed with a lot of magic evasion. And that just comes into like you building the party properly, though. It's not to say that Scholar is any worse. In some ways, you can just apply the same argument to Dragoon and say well, Dragoon is bad. Well, but Fox, I, I don't want to be amnesia, and the White Mage keeps me from being amnesia. I don't want your Scholar to get out of here. Well, um, you can go find yourself another party. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I think White Mage gets too much de facto, as much as I personally love it, and I think that's part of my bias. I think White Mage gets too much de facto. It's the only thing you can take. And it, it yes. has the only thing, the only tools you need to keep people alive, unless it's like a ranger group. So if it's a melee group, it's the only thing you need. Nothing else exists. And I think if unless you really need magic evasion, then or there's some really ridiculous status elements you really need a white mage for, then essentially scholar is very, 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 very underutilized. Yes. And again, I, I, I absolutely love playing white mage. It's a shame I don't get to anymore, but there's other jobs I have to come as. And I, I like playing both jobs. It's just I, I personally find it easier to play Scholar, honestly, in, the, in a lot of content. And we got to go with the Scholar thing because it's not a Scholar episode. But the last thing I do want to say is, you know, when I think about it now, back to you weren't around during this time, were you? When everyone when I don't know when you came back, but when everyone was using Scholar as the way to set up skill chains for black mages to burst everything, kill everything. Uh, Yeah, that was still going on. It was mostly for stuff like Varava. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Varava, all the all the tier four rise and water of courage. Uh, no, 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 I I missed that era probably by about two years, two three years. Maybe. Okay, so I was around then, and Scholar had the same issue then as it still has now. The only reason you wanted it was for this the weather, and well, just for the black mage to make the skill chain for them, and that was all it was. Like everyone's like, don't nuke, yeah. which is what we're gonna get into with the nuke wall here. Don't nuke. You're just gonna gimp the black mages. Just sit there, open God. up skill chains. That's it. And that was kind of the same issue Scholar had. It was kind of like it was vastly marginalized to the point where people were like, oh, all it does is this, and I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to be Scholar. And You know, yeah, that's another sub-theme uh, of this episode, I suppose. It's, it's the stigmas that don't die. Yes. Because when we talk about another job after Black Mage, that's going to be very apparent, too. When, I, when, you know, when we equate it to other jobs we talked about before. The Bizarre and, Job? The Job yeah, of the Bizarre in Nashma? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or is that dancer i don't know anyway um yeah I, that's that's 
if we're going to segue into the one-dimensionalness of Black Mage next and say that's the issue Scholar had, and it didn't go away after the nuking strats ended. Even though they didn't so, truly end, some people still use them. Like I think the JPs do it in Dynamis still. But I, I'm a huge optimist when it comes to jobs. Like I think they're all pretty valid. And the one job that I can almost agree with the community on is Black Mage, and that's because it's been so fucking neglected by SE. It's unreal. It's the mechanics have been baked against it because at one point, see, yes. damage the whole thing that's killed Black Mage in this game. For anyone who doesn't understand why. At least in my point of view, the cat is meowing. At least in my point of view, is that DPS and melee damage, as they've, you know, they've had monk patches, they've had R15, they've had stronger weapons, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, those have increased and in gear and buffs and everything that enhance red mage. Those have in, those have increased DPS to the point where it is through the roof right now, and they just keep making new NMs with higher HP and. Yep. Black Mage is still doing the same stuff, and you're not getting like these ridiculous pieces of gear that make your nukes do thousands of damage more on average whenever you throw them like it would a weapon skill because you've gotten all these better buffs and everything. And that's, you know, what do you do? I mean, you can't keep up. Same thing like with, with, a, with a puppet or a beast pet or, I mean, a summoner pet that's not conduiting. You're not getting buffs for those things. They're not valid forms of DPS when they're being absolutely curb-stomped by the capacity of the other damage dealers in the game. Let's look at the most base fundamental situation that, that causes this problem. A DPS is not getting resisted when they attack. A mage will always have a resist check. I guess you could say the resist check for a melee is their accuracy cap, but even that was reduced to be you know, yeah. 99% in the first hand, 95 in the offhand for dual wields, or what, 99 for two-hand weapons? It used to be 95, so even then, they've given That's more... still so much easier to manage than magic accuracy, honestly. Oh, of course. It's a, such a because small on, percentage. On every, 1%. I have some really well-geared jobs, especially when it comes to mages, and on every job that isn't red mage, I always feel like I'm at some sort of, like, weird magic accuracy deficiency. And, and I can land stuff on Geo. I can land stuff on white mage. That, that you don't think you'd be able to land stuff on. But I mean, Red Mage is still the only job that I really feel like I have enough magic accuracy to where I don't really care what the target is. And when it comes to like a mechanic that is based on your your job doing only one thing, because Black Mages, they really only just do damage. Like, sure, you can, you can do elemental debuffs and you can like crowd control too, which is really cool. And you can tank, but I'm, I, I think that's cooler than it, more cool than it is practical. Um, you can do all these things, right? But it's it's you're a black mage. It, it, canonically, you're known as the thing that causes the damage from the nukes. And for you to have to climb this massive hill just to try to hope to be like a DD next to you, and that DD next to you might be just actual bad, but you're still trying to catch up to them. That's what it feels like to me when I play black mage. And I probably should have looked up the resist rates. Actually, magical hit rate would do this, but there's multiple resist rates too. So even if you're fighting, what, a level zero mob, you could still have a one-eighth res. I mean, I, I think it's like a less than a 1% chance, but still, you shouldn't have it's that low. many You shouldn't have that many checks against your nuke. Yeah, and I mean, well, if you look at how the game originally played, though, they just haven't done anything with magic outside of nerf it since that since it started, really. Because you, you have the old way we used to play where everything was skill chain magic burst, and that's how you killed literally everything and then once people started figuring out more things about how haste works and how melee buffs works 
and we, you know, kind of got the, the cap lifted on, so to speak, on how we can, you know, approach accuracy versus targets, it became more realistic to use melees. And yeah, it's you know, actually high level doesn't help. a super good point because this isn't a new issue for Black Mage. Black Mage, I remember even back then no. when I loved Black Dawn Mage first. Problem. It was Black Mage was like my third job, I think. And, you know, when you leveled up, it would be, you know, you magic burst freeze and a beetle. But most parties by then were not having magic burst. And by the time I took Black Mage up in TOAU, that was even before that. But that was a huge, Black Mage went to that thing of like, you just make melee parties. You don't need Black Mage. It's going to resist or whatever. Or then it kind of like, you know, even to Maripo parties against Colibri, you never took Black Mage because you just destroyed the birds. Bird. Yeah, yes. you just destroyed the birds. Bird the death of black mages because once you were about level 54 55 56 yep. in that range you basically only leveled on little pink birds and well, that, that was any of the death of black mage yeah but still the whole thing there was black mage the way the game worked then was you'd still take black mage to certain nms because you like like let's say you're fighting tiamat you oh, or yeah. you know you take black mage to that i mean you take Absolutely. take other things to that too but you would take black mage to that because that was like the best way to stay to range and not die because if you were a dd you were dying at that point we've also yes. alleviated that point now in the game too that's not that's a new phenomenon and then eventually black mage fell out of favor with the level cap going up and then it fell back in favor you know it, it, black mage has fallen out of favor and into favor i think a few times in the same cycle now but this feels like the longest of time that black mage has been like on the outs and they haven't i mean what do you even do with black mage at this point i mean i saw in that thread simon says said Give it, Simon says, said, give it a magic damage stance that would make its tier one nukes do a lot of damage. And I think that would help a lot, but yeah. it doesn't alleviate the the mechanical problems in the game. It would at least make it valid more. Not that it's what, invalid. What you were saying before the show is a much better answer, and that's to remove the damage cap on, on, on nukes. Nukes only. You don't need nukes only. Latin salute doing, you know, 150k. Exactly. I mean, even if even if there's some way that SE can just tie it into magic burst mechanics, allowing it to happen that way, that's fine. But honestly, if you can free nuke for 99k, which, by the way, no one can do right now outside of certain mechanics, allowing it to happen, um, you're you're not going to run into that problem. It's going to be all magic burst where this can occur. And the, the reasoning for it is if you're taking the time to set up a skill chain, usually there's like a slight DPS loss um, by having melees coordinate this. But if you have multiple black mages nuking, then and i'll talk about the resist wall here in a sec then if you That's have like you. yeah if you if you have them breaking a hundred thousand damage let's say like two of them are doing like 150k damage so you have 300k damage coming out from this magic burst yeah you are absolutely blowing the mob down but it's not that much different from having melees just spam at a faster rate higher damage weapon skills that can get upwards of 80k damage i know that monks are very capable of doing that consistently and they're more hardy but yes before we go to the nuke wall i was going to say for the nuke wall, you said before the episode, something I didn't know uh, is that SE says they can't even remove it from the game because it's so baked into the, the code at this point. I had never, I don't really read or resist based things. Yeah, I don't read the dev posts like that, so I wouldn't. It was something that, that got brought up um, as a response from SE at one point. So uh, this could be a situation where there's like a lot of telephone involved. So I don't know to the degree that this answer is correct. But yeah, from 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 what I got from it, it's that um, the resist wall just can't even be removed at this point because it's like it's so ingrained into the way resist mechanics work that they just can't get rid of it. 
Which sounds like bullshit to me because yeah, I agree. Originally, like if you take let's say Red Mage's casting gravity and stuff in your good old days of arm gears and soloing, um, <laughs> even before that was a thing, there was Red Mages in Sky with Faust and stuff doing that, and then SE many, many, many years ago. I don't even guess a year. Maybe it was oh seven or something stupid. Uh, added the cumulative resistance yes and that's still a thing that you see you don't you don't counter it like you used to because fights aren't as long you still see it a lot if you're maybe spamming stun it won't last this after the original point or if you're casting on bind a lot yeah. maybe it's the, the quirkin one or something you're casting binding gravity a lot on something or any ambuscade you'll eventually notice it starts you know not that's the cumulative resist bonus they've added things like this over time and it's not like i'm sure it's a problem to remove it and it's probably not worth the effort, but it's not like not like they haven't added things that didn't exist and they couldn't just like undo something. They said they I couldn't agree. increase inventory space for a long time too because of PlayStation or whatever, right? Remember that? Uh, vaguely. Or that they're at the limit of things they can add for like abilities or magic. Or I, I thought it was mostly for items, but I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's uh there's the the limitation because of the systems it was designed for for the, the yeah, actual I believe that, the numbers they can assign that that sounds very reasonable to me um but in terms of re- removing something they added that's a mechanic i don't think because like think about when they changed i forget what it was something that had to do or no i remember what it was when they increased the hp and mp of the races and they didn't want to do that because it would impact the uh, the monsters like Archangel and stuff because they're technically humanoids. And then they did it, and it increased their HP, and then they like fixed it. So they, they've done these things that impact other systems. They've said so many times we don't want to do this, it'll impact that. And then they've made these changes many years in the future, like inventory or increasing yeah. the HP or MP of the races. Because it used to be lower uh, for anyone who hasn't played forever. And Tarus used to have crap HP. So it used to be a big disparity there, and they're like, oh, we can't do that. Because I remember that one specifically coming up multiple times over the years about changing things or how it would impact monsters. If, like when they changed the vitality, uh, how it calculates for players or something, I think defense and vitality came up a lot in like the Abyssia era for, like, I don't know if it was like a, a Vanadeal convention, whatever the hell those things are called, Vanifest. I don't remember if it was something like that. And they're like, oh, if we do that, it'll affect the way monsters' vitality works. And, you know, they go ahead and do it anyway because you can get <laughs> around that. Yeah. Imagine working with the numbers we have to work with now, having to do that same thing, right? Uh, well, just remember, too, but, they couldn't increase storage and they increased it. And now we're getting new storage again in the future. Ooh. So it, it's crap and it should be absolutely looked into, but there aren't for whatever reason, right? Uh, the new qual for those who aren't initiated with it is a sixty percent penalty, and then we're just reading this right off the thing. Um, it's a sixty. It's a sixty percent penalty for using the same elemental damage that had already occurred within five seconds of it occurring. And the problem with that is specifically magic bursts. Um, magic bursts are a a close window where mages get an additional bonus of damage. And I'm explaining this, and it it makes me really sad to have to explain this, but I'm explaining this because most people have probably never seen a magic burst. And they exist. Um, Outside of accidents, they they exist, and you actually do set them up for reasons. But um, the, the black mages used to come in, like, parties of, you know, between two and up to six. And it used to be a strat to actually set up a magic burst and have them just blow the target up it's it it's actually a really fun strat honestly but it's just not done anymore and a lot of it has to do with the new qual and uh the, the new qual itself wouldn't be a problem if we got rid of the damage limit 
because magic bursts are already would already push nuke numbers of over 100k if you were a very wear at well geared black mage and even a 60% resist on 100k damage is still 60k damage and 60k damage is still a very good weapon skill when it comes to weapon skill so se has shown an inability to balance black mage versus melee because Players will go from one extreme to the other, and then it seems like once something happens in the community, it's exponential and everyone gets funneled into it, whether it's suddenly everyone... When they removed... So when it became... When when Scott... Eh, I'm all over the place here. I'm trying to think out of phrases. So when Geo's <laughs> bubbles were found by SE to be doing more of a potent buff than they were supposed to, it was around the time when they were making Red Mage more of a thing too, and everyone... I don't know if the same update where they fixed it was the same when they got a higher tier Frazzle or something, but basically everyone was only using Black Mage, and then when that happened, people were still trying to only use Black Mage that they nerfed it, and everyone was, you know, everyone who was killing Albumen and things before with Death Burst was suddenly really struggling to do that. So they went yeah. from everyone only used Black Mage, and it's like, fuck it, we'll still use Black Mage, and they're like, oh, this is really sucking, and then they go, well, what's next? And it's a summoner. Everyone uses summoner, and now it's like, oh, okay, melee, everyone uses melee. Uh, and yeah. they have an inability to balance things out, so over time, they've fixed Black Mage and broken Black Mage, so back when Adeline was brand new, Black Mage was on the outs. Again, no one cared about Black Mage again, at least most people, but it wasn't as irrelevant as it feels today. Although it has yes. more tools now that make it kind of cool, but they aren't important. Like your your occult acumen being cool to self skill chain magic burst isn't special <laughs> when it takes a while and still is lackluster, and you don't have melee gear to do it really well. But anyway, um, so they changed around the time of skirmish um, and the magic bursting thing. They changed the way magic bursts work, and they changed Black Mage's damage formula. They added. Magic damage became more important for low-tier nukes, like it always was, but they changed the way it was calculated. They changed the whole formula to make it better, and they made it so Magic Burst increased accuracy, I believe, and damage more than they did previously. So, like, the Magic Burst accuracy boost was, was like, ridiculous. You went from resisting against targets, because back then, you know, you didn't really have Idris everywhere, and you didn't have Frazzle 2 or 3, you just kind of, you did Frazzle 2, but you had, like, you know, it wasn't, Red Mage was on the outs then, too, somewhat. A lot of a lot of things here yeah. in the history, but Black Mage became cool because you could run through an event that was current to the most relevant, like skirmish, where you're farming gear that no one cares about now, even though it's in the current campaign ending tomorrow. The uh, Gendwitha and uh, Hagondes plus one, that stuff. You'd be farming yeah. skirmish for that, which was some of the best gear you got. Um, and Black Mage could run around throwing low-tier nukes by itself. I mean, if you get hit, you kind of get beat up pretty bad. But you could run around throwing low-tier nukes, and the melees weren't nearly as fast and as deadly as they are now. And a melee fighting something and a Black Mage just throwing nukes, it was a very valid way, and people kind of welcomed Black Mage. Like, Black Mage can come to skirmish, or they'd shout with it. And, you know, here we are now, and... Yeah, if you look at all the old Lewis and stuff... Um there's a piece of level 99 gear that I actually just farmed up the other day because I just never had it for some reason. Uh, it's a set air code Harde, and that's the one that converts oh, uh, that. elemental damage back to your MP. And that's it works just like the white mage stuff does with cures. Um, and you can use it to perpetuate these low damage spells. They, they're basically free at that point. So it's like free melee damage. And the nowadays, though, black mages can use their AF, uh, their AF body upgraded. will do the same thing. So it's just actual better because it actually has like 
like real item level stats. But um, yeah, you you could do this, and like you could technically do better. It was almost the definition of white damage, right? You know, like you do better white damage than melees did. But correct. You know, the the problem is, it's like with the way our gears progressed and the weapons have progressed and everything, especially when you're like trying to compare it to like the white damage of Empyrean weapons, their white damage is just straight up better now, and now also their weapon skills are better. I feel like in the Delve era as blue, if you did like over 10k on CDC, you were doing a lot of damage in, in your Delve, yeah. unless it was a specific like weak to slashing like the trees or something. And meanwhile, I the Black Mage was throwing out 2-3k, you know, nukes and a well-geared Black Mage. And it's like, you know, it was cool because you could play the game as Black Mage. But so since, you know, I feel like I'm in the woods here talking about how Black Mage got here again and again and how... That's the problem. You know, SE really... really Black Mage has a very SE, SE's in the woods, too. Like, if, if you try to, like, puzzle your way through everything, of course we're just going to be as lost as SE is because, honestly, SE just has no idea what to do with this job. They just... The problem is going to be what they do with everything. They're going to make it too useful for certain things. I, like, jobs sit there and have these niche uses, like Scholar, and they're not... I mean, Scholar could use a buff. A little buff, or just fixing some things with it, uh, or giving it some unique spells, or something that gives it a little more than it has now. And then Scholar is in a very good position. It doesn't have to be ridiculous to be in a good position. Kind of like I think Blue's in a good position, even though it's no one has a glint in their eye about it anymore like they used to. I think Blue's in a good position, but it's as we talked about previously, its spells need to be improved. But Black Mage, they've fixed before. They've changed the damage formula, and things have changed since then. So just increase the damage formula again i mean i mean would it really matter if it broke like farming a cracking club or something at level 60 and a beast would it really would it matter it's already easy as hell anyway if you do other things you're asking the hard questions would it matter if i look and get 30 tp at level 88 would it matter fuck no of course not. None, none of that content matters i don't know it'd be, it'd be great if people could farm cracking clubs more regularly and the price would drop Seems great. I mean, I like that they gave Black Mage abilities and stuff over the years, too, like that. I don't play it, but what's that one where, like, the next nuke does a bunch of extra damage? That's cool, but oh, it needs more. it's actually not good. Oh, uh, well, you know. It's a, it's a flat damage bonus. It's not like a multiplier or anything, so you almost don't even notice you've used it. Uh, good Cascade. old Cascade. I yes. think Cascade is what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Then make Cascade a stance where you get the extra boast there. There you go. Cascade's been yeah. fixed. Uh, well, I mean, it, it used to be good, though. Like, back when it had first come out, yeah, I level can imagine 85, it was great. great. I, yeah, I can imagine it was awesome. I but... still played Black Mage limitedly back then in a, in, a, in a small capacity, so I remember Cascade being cool. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you think about it, though, your, your Black Mages, your coolest Black Mages are still going to be able to Magic Burst, and they're still going to be able to hit cap damage, but because that's the only thing that they do, they're always just going to be behind. Black Mage is the only job that I can't justify outside of It'll be fine. Bring it. I mean, there is that good post here. Crowd control. Yeah, I mean, but other job, I could go blue and crowd control and not die like a black. I mean, black mage. Well, black like mage wall. If, if the black gonna, mage is smart, yeah, they're going to mono wall, and mono wall is very, very good. But I still feel like, unless I have a bunch of fodder on me or or things like that, what do I really truly need mono wall for? It's really just that. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's that's a very valid and good use, and there's plenty of times that will happen. Like, let's see, here, Carbuncle Slib here posted on the end of the second page here how the Black Mage is cool in Odyssey because it's better to farm uh, Agnons with them and have the Black Mage, which you can't target these mobs, so it's a great use for Black Mage to run in and do that. But I haven't done Shul C because I don't care. I mean, I kind of want to get some uh, 
the, the new shoal gear in some capacity, but I haven't done that, but I can't imagine it's so hard that you can't pick the mobs in there off and then just go kill the circle real quick and then deal it's, with it. It's not hard. No, I, I do it solo. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, that's another thing, too. It's it's cool. The coolest thing to me ever was the thing you talked about, I think. I don't know if it was on a podcast before or whatever, but it was... Was it Mischief's video? He's also the scholar that runs around soloing everything with Magic Burst Helix oh, Runaway. The, the one where he was, like, tanking uh, Shaw's. Well, yeah. yeah, he did the Shy ends as well on, on Black yeah, Mage. Yeah. But Albumin as well, as long as you have enough Paladin stuff. Um, I like that more. Uh, people complain in the thread, too. They go, well, I've only ever yeah, increased my chance of failing that way. It's like, well, okay, well, then get a Black Mage is better. You get a Black Mage that can <laughs> stand there properly. You just you stand there. Yeah, not all Black Mages are the same. We, we're not playing Final Fantasy fourteen. So that to me was the coolest use of black mage that you could mount a wall and have things hit you for nothing, as long as you have enough refresh to counter that, which is really cool. Yeah. That's a use of black mage that I think could be translated into other things. The problem is, is that it kind of feels like a blast to me because canonically black mage is not a tank. But if if black mage receives these things that allows it to hold it like a tank, it starts to fall into that weird, you know, puppet gray space where puppets are used to hold things because they're good at receiving damage but they're not necessarily good at holding hate you know yeah which is an advantage because we'll get into we'll get off the black mage train eventually and into how pups underutilized because it is more than just hey we need someone to hold this mob in, in ambuscade this month or hey we have summoners can the pet hold it you know while the summoners dd you know i thought it was a beautiful segue but yeah it would have been do you want to be done with Black Mage? Because, I mean, everything here, it seems like... It, Slip has a very well, good post justifying why their great Black Mage is good to take to things, and I think anyone who makes a great anything should be able to use it. But still, I agree. revolving the job around monowall use the, and... and the, the start of this podcast, I said that I hated both of these posts, because this one right here just, just bitches and complains about stuff. If you choose something like Black Mage, it's because you like to play it. So if you like to play it, you're going to find ways to be able to be inclusive in well, you want to, yeah, it's not Sometimes it's going to be hard. He wants to say he's super, like Black Mage, he says is super useful today. I don't think it is super useful today. He just super likes it, but he's not bitching. Yeah. But I mean, you, you have to be ready to not just be a nuker or be the guy that does all the damage and stuff. Like you should be like this, 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 this slip guy that's at the, the bottom of the page. Oh, um, oh he, you're saying the OP was bitching. Yes, yes. Uh, this okay. guy right yeah, here yeah, is, is actually providing uh, okay. ways the Black Mage can still be relevant without having to be the man nuke. You lost me there for a second. I thought, you know, oh, you were saying I, I guess I could have Yeah, because we were talking about Slib's post, and it kind of threw me a little I, like, is Black attacking Slib? I, I, I hate I hate posts like this, uh, or, or just, just basically forums like this, because it, it paints these kinds of jobs as worse than they worse off than they actually are. And it causes everyone to think that this is the case. It's I run into this shit with Ninja all the time. I run into it with Beast, or I used to run into it with Beastmaster all the time. I run into it with Scholar sometimes, usually just when I'm talking to Spicy. But yeah, it, it's a feedback <laughs> loop. And it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a huge problem. Like, they're still viable. Just because you aren't the best doesn't mean you're not usable. Like, content is not that hard to clear, guys. Yeah, and that the, the argument is content's not that hard to clear, but if you've ever played with Ronstadt, you would... <laughs> No, I haven't actually. He's blacklisted. <laughs> you don't want to. He's blacklisted based on um, on on assumed play performance. Ah, nah, don't don't. You're selling yourself short there, Fox. You really. I am. I I honestly don't need it, man. At any rate, um, <laughs> yeah. So I think the final nail on Black Mage's coffin was when all the magical weapon skills and hybrid weapon skills invalidated 
Black Mage being the best source of magic damage. Because historically, it was like, if you need magic damage or something's really weak to magic and resistant to physical, you take a Black Mage. Just makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, yes. And even as a Blue Mage, back when you'd farm Wailing Stones in outer in Rock Cosnar Skirmish, which is not a thing anymore, you'd still would struggle to be like as magically efficient as a scholar or black mage. I mean, to this day, obviously you still do, but like just to try and like invalidate taking them, it's kind of like you kind of still needed, you you got by without it. But the fact if you had a black mage there, you would have blown up one of like the slimes or the Yakuex or whatever, you would have blown it up right away. And it kind of like threw out some holies from the white mage or whatever, just to kind of like get it down or throw out a magical weapon skill that didn't (laughs) kill it. Now it just kills it. So I feel like the magical weapon skills have just kind of put the final nail there for a job that really, really needs to be redefined. Yes, magic weapon skills have definitely encroached quite a bit. Because I used to play Black Mage at 75 and loved it. I would run around Black Mage subbing in, and I would get hate, because Black Mage could hate all the time back then. And you'd Black be Mage in, used to be the statue killer. I remember being in Dynamis, and my whole Link Shell would absolutely, I mean, they didn't like me too much. surprise surprise but so you would have certain people there that had a axe to grind with me and would would be like why spicy sub and ninja and the leader would tell me this i didn't like the leader i didn't even like me another link shell i didn't really fit into and caused me to have to not be in but it'd be like change your sub uh, to uh you know to like sub red mage or something on black mage and i'd be like yeah I, i wanted to be sub ninja it wasn't a big loss and and it was important so i remember I think this was one of the things that one of my nails in the coffin there too was I sub ninja anyway and ignored the leader. That's a big no no. Uh, <laughs> how dare I? And we were we did black mages and dynamite at seventy five. I think D two yourself. Yeah, yeah, D two myself. Uh, so the frigate birds and dynamite Bubarimu have that barrage move, the bar side barrage, whatever the barrage move is, an AOE physical yeah. move. So one of the black mages, actually it was me because somehow I'd nuked harder or I tried harder. I don't know what it was. I would frequently pull hate a little more than the other black mages. Um, I pulled hate and other black mages were pulling hate. So it wasn't like I was in the wrong completely. How dare the black mage pull hate? It used to be a stigma. But I pulled hate. The bird came over and did its bar side barrage and killed all the black mages that weren't me because I had shadows and absorbed the damage. And I sent the leader a tell. Ha! I told you I should be sub ninja. <laughs> i don't think i got a great result probably not man i think the leader's name was sebanoth he was a cool guy but he did not care for me yeah black mage used to be the statue killer in dynamis runs too and i I used to be the black mage man assist so i had this like really i had this awesome link shell slash party uh macro for it it was um but it it said something to the effect of black mages we ain't afraid of no ghosts oh boy and and then i told him to bring the rain Oh, and it, it was just it was like the best macro though like th- this is this is like you know 21 year old fox making macros but yeah like basically it's assist time you should kill the target that i pointed out whatever so i was black mage main assist had my party of six black mages we got to do cool things uh we th- used a thundaga to erase poles you know that sort of deal you know and i had a stun mac sorry i didn't know they were done go on well, I'm, I'm just saying that that now, though, we use Corsairs to do it. Shit, even my even my Dark Knight with Shadow of Death, I'm using that to kill statues. <laughs> Not even kidding. Death. Yes, I'm killing statues with Shadow of Death. How much is it doing? Uh, it does about half. Yeah, it does quite a bit in there. 
I was going to say half the statue's HP. Not, not. I mean, fourteen K helps, but I don't know how much of the statue that's taking down. They, they have, about, they have about twenty two K health. Okay, how do you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm not the best corsair in the link shell, so I have to know how much health they have because <laughs> I, I barely kill them most of the time. <laughs> I think my favorite thing on Black Mage sticking to the sub ninja. Do you ever do the Fey weapons? Uh, yeah, I had a Fey crozier on uh, Summoner. I had one for Blue Mage back when it was like cool, and the pup one as well. And we do the fight in Grauberg with the Quadovs and the Wivers, uh, whatever it okay. is. And I would, on that fight, before Blind and everything and Bind Enmity was nerfed, I would go Black Mage Sub Ninja and get Hate with Stun, Bind, <laughs> Blind. Disp- you know, what, I didn't have the spell because I Sub Ninja. But That's that like kind familiar. of stuff. And I would kite around the wall there Sub Ninja um, the yep. Quadov NM, and it was like the greatest thing. And I was like, it was like cool to be Black Mage. Yeah, congratulations. You were playing Red Mage. I know I was, but I was a Black Mage, damn it. I know. It's still cool, though, right? Yes, it's, yes. It's stuff we don't get to do anymore. So what do you want to talk about? How Dancer is better and what I think? You know, uh, Dancer is underutilized, even though it's great. I think people are afraid of how many levers they have to pull there. Yeah, I think Dancer could be real quick. Um, but yeah, it's, it's underutilized in groups. But like, people don't think it does a lot of damage, which I think is absolutely stupid. Um, climactic Flourish is very real. Um, but you have so many flourishes on cooldowns. How do you know to use that flourish? Oh, it's easy because it's flourishes three, and you should use climactic flourish. There you go. It's, it's that easy, guys. It's very complicated to play dancer. There's all these steps, and they wear off. What do I do? But it, but it, it has what is it? Building flourish, or I, I forget what building flourish, flourish is. Yeah, on on uh, oh, no, flourish, flourish three. I think if I have to go off memory from my mule is uh, the crit rate, and then you have the tenerary and the double attack. So you have a double and triple attack guarantee, and that's like all it is for three. Yeah, and you use them for for different weapon skills. So like your 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 building and stuff like that is going to be for your um, uh, uh, your Paracleos. And then, obviously, Rudra Storm gets the climactic. I really wish they would fix that, because when it came out, it was like level 85, 90 cap, and having a triple attack proc and a weapon skill was cool, but really, Tenere Flourish is absolute garbage they need to fix or get rid of. Yes. I, I think the other one is only good because it, it carries the same uh, weapon skill damage bonus thing that Dragoon has uh, because of job points. It carries it across all hits in the weapon skill, so that's why it's good for Kleos. See, Dancer is hard to find a good Dancer. They're out there for sure, and they're hard yeah. to find good ones. And there's so many times I wish we had one, because we've argued how Dancer is box step and, and um, quick good. step and stuff, and even stutter step, and other stuff it does besides carrying are super useful to group play and invalidate them to take a Geo when you could just take a Dancer, which would also, you know, potentially carry an erase better than a Geo. I mean, not, not a race, because unless the Geo's sub Red Mage and you don't know what whatever the geo is doing. Yeah. It still can AOE cure better and then take the hate. But dancer is underutilizing the fact that you know I think it'll do what I'm doing on thief better. It can get that evasion. It wears the same like parry and and other gear that thief wears that I'm using. And it also gets like a passive sixty percent DT with fan dance up. It gets better enmity. It can cure if people if something anything happens. If dancer really has the whole group's back and no one shouts for it no one really wants to play it and since it's not dark knight dragoon warrior samurai i mean people don't look at it dancer runs into the problem that a lot of the the jobs have now where um, guides will indicate a certain way to merit them and in dancer's case uh, the the typical merits that you'll have is one in um, saber dance You'll have one in fan dance, you'll have three in no foot rise, and you'll have five in closed position. I, I'm actually a very good dancer. I just never play it. And um, that can be very good. 
I, it's, uh, I just have other jobs I have to be on, honestly. But um, the basically all of those do different things for you. Um, the no foot rise or not the no foot rise, but the, um, the, the closed position is very important when you're wearing um, your, uh, your relic feet in your TP set. It, it provides just a massive amount of not only just accuracy, um, but it also provides a massive amount of store TP, which is basically dancer's lifeblood because it does other things than just weapon skill. Like you need to make sure that you're always up on TP no matter what. And what closed position does is it gives you an accuracy and I think subtle blow was it bonus for facing the enemy? No, it's evasion. It's evasion. Accuracy and evasion. Yeah, for facing the enemy. But it's very and low then, with 75 error. Yeah, I mean, it's still 15, right? Yeah. So on the plus three, but think about it though. On the plus three feet, you are getting like a, 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 almost close to 118 evasion in one slot. You're, you're, you're getting 57 accuracy in one slot. And you're also getting uh, 22 store TP when everything is all said and done in one slot, as opposed to all the other bonuses those feet give you. Like it's a very solid piece of gear and that you definitely want your merits to be built around. The problem is that you can't also get rid of no foot rise because that's a nice skill chain enabler. Like you can chain a lot of cool things together by having three merits and no foot, no foot rise. You don't want to give up Saber Dance because Saber Dance gives you a crazy good at double attack rate when you're able to go, you know, DDU style. And you obviously want to put more into Fan Dance because Fan Dance is amazing. But the the problem there is that you can't take anything out of these other categories. So so Dancer kind of gets shoehorned into a very specific build because it's most optimal to put it this way. I think that's the best way. I think that's how Merit should be, though. It should make you focus on how you want that job to be. And it's not hard to change yes. Merit before an event, too. But it's true. I, I really, even for Rune Fencer, it happens too, where you change your merits for if you're doing a subtle blow based event, uh, Slight of Sword, uh, yeah, Slight of Sword's the ability where you get extra subtle blow on sword play or whatever, right? Well, unless you're bad like me and you just always have that fully merited. Well, I don't see about always fully all the time having it merited, but I mean, oh, I love having it. <laughs> situationally, depending, it could it be. Is. Could be such you know great to have and don't want to be like oh I don't have it right now so I see not wanting to switch I, but people listening I I am very wrong for not changing those merits I just personally really enjoy having sword slide but is it wrong yeah when when it's not useful at all it's absolutely wrong well, I guess yeah but uh, dancer a lot of people think that dancer has like weak weapon skills or something like that and that's not true like when it's stacked it's stacked like like you're doing like thief caliber damage with these weapon skills. The, the, the problem is, is that when it's unstacked, you're still using a dagger weapon skill. And thieves will also tell you that they're very medium when that's the case. It depends. If you're really buffed up, I mean, you're not going to do ridiculous DD damage, but uh, doing just like... That's enough, frequently. I mean, yeah, it, it does. Like, Arudra Storm, I see, I also have Twashtar augmented, so I'm seeing numbers that a dancer might not see because they're using a different weapon. So... Oh, I don't know. I'm putting out respect in, in wave one i'm doing like 20k unstacked with just a bard and a core no geo so i don't think that's particularly bad damage no it, that sounds right when you're fighting hard things uh yeah the damage from rudras falls off the face of the earth because it is enhancing your damage it's like quintuplet so yeah if you don't have the damage that's why attacks also really super important in those oh, yeah. um, unstacked builds i have in the guy because someone in game asked me the other day, what's the difference between attack and un uh capped and uncapped, or you know, things like that? Or someone else was asking, I think, in the AoE, the toilet link shell, maybe it was even in, in our link shell, uh, in game. I don't know. Someone asked me, like, do I need to get like the plunderers 
might even been in our Discord. That it happened somewhere. I remember that. Question. It was in the Discord, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in Discord, and it's like, yeah, you really kind of want to make the most because you only get a stack once every fifty something seconds with with merits. I mean, you want to make the most out of it. Most of your weapon yeah. skills will be unstacked. That's true. And because of this, and because of Dancer's whole skill chain stigma thing, uh, a lot of people are really hesitant to put Dancers into parties as DDs because of not only that, even though their weapon skill damage is still going to be fine and very frequent, um, but they're thinking that with other DDs, they're just wailing on the mob. Like, they're not going to be able to get their multi-step skill chain off to really capitalize on it. And Yes, a lot of dancers' damage does come from their skill chain damage. It's, it's like um, a, a samurai that way. If samurais didn't have a fudo or didn't have a masamun, um, but it doesn't mean that their damage is bad. Like you don't have to be first on the parse in or, in order to be someone who's contributing to it. You know, I think another huge problem dancer has that keeps people from really swooning over it is they don't understand how to properly utilize haste samba in their group, and because oh my god. They because they don't understand how much dual wield they don't need at that point, or because like me, you don't have it built into your your gear swap, or you'd have to like change things around. But other, you know, you don't know off the top of your head how much you can drop, or you know how much Please. buff you can. You know, well, I think I think a lot of people don't understand, and a lot of time you don't even need it if, if you're if you're not a two handed job, and you're I don't know, say you're a thief, and you're just thief sub. Dragoon, War, whatever, and you're yeah. already capping delay, that Haste Samba is not helping you. And that's not the only job that happens to. It might help other people, though. Yes. And, and the main thing that, that drives me crazy is you might as well have it because it doesn't hurt you. Because what are your options? Are you going to use Drain Samba? That doesn't do anything, guys. <laughs> I, I, I have a stroke every time I see Drain or Asper Samba because it's doing actual nothing. Um, well, the Drain the, might help. No, the Drain Samba only gives you like back maybe 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 17 hp a hit you're actually just more losing your tp to weapon skill i guess at that point i yeah basically you're just throwing your tp away to put on this buff that's not really benefiting anyone um at least hey samba does something the the argument that i'm putting here is that if you don't need to be in saber dance and getting the the extra benefit of having longer hey sambas because you're in that dance that, that's part of what it does um then in this situation you could merit fan dance just shut off your ability to use Sambas completely because that's part of what Fan Dance does as a trade-off. Have better DT in this situation because you don't need Haste Samba and not even be tempted by terrible Sambas that don't do anything. I mean, you do also get to sit at 20% double attack rate with Saber Dance. So even if you weren't using a Samba, you yes. don't want to give up 20% double attack for no reason. For no reason, yes. But I mean, in, in situations like you, I see a lot of people afraid to jump into that stance. Because you feel like you're losing something, but uh, don't. What I'm, I guess, the point I'm trying to get across is, don't think that you're losing a samba. You're just gaining a more beneficial effect. Yeah, the the double attack on saber dance. Saber dance should almost always be used. It's it's amazing DPS wise. But if you have to fall back on the utility of dancer, fan dance is actually the better stance overall because it does more things for you. And honestly, though, if I was thinking about a group of a warrior, a samurai, a dragoon, a dark knight. Those big flashy DDs, you know, samurai, whatever. Um, a dancer fits in that group best because of Haste Samba, and because those jobs are also typically not, maybe not Dark Knight as long as it has Drain Up. Those jobs are typically maybe not even Dragoon and has the extra defense. But let's say it's like a samurai because samurai is very popular. Ooh. We're focusing on one job now, Fox. 
but even then, Dragoon dies. Other jobs die. I mean, just because it's not as <laughs> easy doesn't mean that these big swinging jobs don't always pull hate as more easily than other one-handed jobs or monk or something and not be able to handle and die. When those jobs die, uh, if it's just like a, a melee burn for an ambuscade, your dancer is going to save the entire group and they've given you Hey Samba, and they've given yep. you Box Step, and they've been able to carry you or save you, and they can tank. I've I've watched Mur do it over and over again. Mm. Um, when he brings it to like Helms and Aonix, I've I've watched him save groups because he's he's on Fan Dance being a dancer. Correct, and it does get good That's tanking gear too. I mean the the hands get like M eighty nine some fifty five evasions yeah. okay, but it gets counter on it, and it, I mean. The nine energy is definitely something that, that light armor jobs shouldn't take for granted. Like, cause oh yes, getting that gear is is very very difficult on light armor. Why do you think it's so hard to tank on thief and blue? Because you don't get shit for yeah, gear. for sure. Thief gets a body of thirty emony, which is ridiculous, and that's about it. But that's kind of just making it for crusade. Ninja, at that point. Ninja doesn't even have an item level emity head. <laughs> yeah, process that shit. Oh but yeah, the ducks mask the, or something. What is it? Uh, it's 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 like a salata. It, it's like plus six enmity, but it's like level like eighty seven or ninety five or something. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, people just don't bring dancers to things, and I mean, if they're if they're only viewed through the, through the lens of a DD, and people thinking they only can bring the biggest DDs to the party, then yeah, I can see why it gets overlooked. But that's not even necessarily true a lot of the time. I, I think it's it boils down to the scholar thing too. I I just don't think people have seen competent dancers. I think and now we're going to get off dancer because that was not very quick because we love talking about things. Yeah, I think the problem ultimately is everything is one dimensional. Uh, what's the best way to kill this mob? Throw this at it. And that's even that's always been a thing. What's the best way to do divine might? Throw 17 black mages doing an AOE at the same time to go into the cutscene at it. That's you know? <laughs> so good, though. You know, that's, that's I love thing. I need to fight Albumen. What's the lowest uh, barrier to entry that's, I mean, I think Nirvana's a high barrier to entry. But what's the lowest barrier to entry to my success or my, the lowest uh, failure rate I'm going to have with a bunch of people who suck? Uh, we'll just throw summoners at it with Conduit and we'll win most of them or win at least half of them. Well, it's almost, I mean, it's kind of a tangent on its own, but it's almost a guarantee that most of the summoners aren't even using their Nirvanas correctly in that situation. Yeah. What's Aftermath? Right. But How people, do I use it? People yeah. focus things at a one-dimensional level. Even with um, the new Odyssey, it's like, what's the best way I can do this? Oh, I'm not going to stay in. I'm just going to leave and re-enter. It's like, okay. I have to do that, though, uh, because of my inventory problem. But yeah, I, I, I see that. Have and to? No, I don't have to. I can technically store enough jobs on me to do that now. But I had to make a lot of sacrifices <laughs> to do that. All oh, those lock styles, Fox. Yes, the lock styles are... Dude, do you even know the end game for Final Fantasy XI? I do have most of my mock safe too. I've been trying to get rid of lock style pieces because I'm playing pup and that's where the gear's going. So I understand sacrifices. For real, man, for real. So I yeah. guess the last thing since I said pup, I think the last thing we wanted to cover for underutilized jobs, I think, is pup because people just look at it as a job to hold the mob or overdrive your pet on an NM and kill it. Or it's your, your entry-level quote-unquote tank for new LSs and returning players. And this is going to go back when I say this to the ninja thing, uh, how, you know... Ninja perpetuates his own problem, you said, in the forums, um, based on like uh, how Ninja isn't as great as everyone thinks it is, and that's because all the people talking about Ninja are thinking it's not as great as it is, or don't understand it, or you, well, you handle okay. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 Ninja is a quick preface uh, to, to what we'll talk about for Pup, is that the problem with Ninja and the community is that 
people don't really understand what ninja can do because the vocal minority of people and i've said vocal minority so many times on these podcasts but the 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 people who we we regard as ninja experts are not actually experts at the job they're they're experts at using like a spreadsheet and then providing us things like elite gear sets that are not based in any kind of context and the issue is is that everyone will praise them for the work they do go out and try to to copy these things on ninja and just apply it to every event because now they get to feel elite because it was labeled elite by someone who is well known i guess i would say they're very well known and i didn't yeah. i didn't know we were going down this road here but oh, I, I will absolutely go down this road because this is the bane of existence for all these jobs because people are, are becoming notable off the back of a off the back of a program that is designed to try to help players get better with contextual situations and not just running stuff through a spreadsheet to try to get the highest number without a basis onto where it belongs the, the 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 issue that ninjas run into is that they'll listen to this, they'll make these sets, and then they'll be super disappointed when they try to apply it to every single specific piece of content because it's supposed to be elite. And when people think elite, they immediately think, hey, I can use this everywhere because it's supposed to be the best. And they are fucking wrong every time. And it pisses me off to no end because then I don't get to play ninja in groups because they think ninjas are bad. So I guess... I guess- I've never heard you this worked up over next games or anything. Oh, so. I, I get so fucking mad. I wasn't even going to call it out specifically, but yes, it's... I didn't think you were either. He has great you, kinda, strats. you went down that. Well, they, they have great strats when, when, when they go towards like approaching content, but when it, when it comes to advice on, on gear and what to wear, it, it couldn't be further from the base of the truth. Well, that, that's so, pretty much... So yes, that perpetuates its own problem in the same way that anytime I've seen like... People, this goes to the black mage issue here. Oh, it's not about yeah, mages, yeah, yeah. Well, when the, I'm going to tie it into the same thing here. People, when when Slib there talking about black mage is super useful, it's really not. It's not. It has some niche uses. That's not. That's the opposite of super useful. And when everyone sits there and they go, "I like this job. I want to justify its existence," they go, "Well, it's super useful because," and they always pick something very niche. Every time I see people trying to defend pup's existence uh, in a video or this or that. Except for the ones that were absolutely incredible of the pup using ventriloquy to do shab while meleeing and sending everything after its pet in the corner, which was great as like a duo with trust. That was absolutely incredible. That is a super incredible use of pup. Uh, when you sit there and post a picture or a picture, post a video of your pup doing overdrive to kill Esha NMs, that's not, that's not, no. <laughs> Every time always- I see it, it's always overdrive. Uh, every time I don't even watch pop yeah. videos because I'll click and I'll be like, let me guess, overdrive. And nope, they pop overdrive. I understand that's what you're going to do to kill something big and strong, but everything can't be a, okay, pup uses overdrive, that's it. No one's going to play the job if its only use is to overdrive something with the best pet gear. Are you sure? I mean, it's ridiculous. That sounds like a different job, though. Did you realize that you just described Summoner? Yes. Yes. Okay, just making Summoner- sure. Summoner has more party usage to me with subtle blow two Correct. and other things that, and then buffs it can provide. Pup doesn't get that. So people Yeah, I just at, thought I'd point that out because like if you didn't say pup, people would have thought you were describing Summoner, honestly. And yes. I think Summoner has a DD problem. But it gets around it by having other usage, and I still think it has a DD problem. So does Pup's pet, because you can't buff the pets. So Beastmaster has the same problem with its pet too. It's like Imagine if everything you saw was a Beastmaster using Run Wild and uh, 
was familiar is the other thing and Pekki are just standing back and spamming something it's like oh that's that's Beastmaster and you saw that a lot with Beastmaster um before the distance nerf those were like everything everyone posts just standing back like you know even Beastmaster and Garuda where Beastmaster's grasshopper makes like a magic burst for it to use windblade against the tree or something you know <laughs> but awesome if, if that's all you saw it's like you it's one dimensional it's there's no case usage for that great if i fight this nm that's a it's a way to cheese it kind of or to do it or it's it's like it's a very one-dimensional thing and that's the problem yes that is a a huge problem because it's the only way that people see things um it's unfortunate that my buddy cab no longer plays this game because for a while i was actually working with him on other ways to utilize uh, puppet master and i was using like the, the math stuff that i usually bring to the table to help with that too and um, I don't know. I think we hit on some stuff, uh, you know, in the in the pre-show. Yeah, we, <laughs> for, we talked uh, for like twenty for minutes Pup. before this, literally twenty plus minutes about pup and how yeah. you would play it. So I guess just take it from there. I guess so. I, I mean, okay. So I would play Puppet Master the same way I played my Beastmaster. Um, and by that I mean I would be up front focusing the master for everything, right? And you're not going to do the most damage in the world. Like I never claim to be the absolute DD on Beastmaster or anything, but you you still bring stuff to the party, right? And we, I, the way I would play Pup is the exact same way because you still get great tools like Howling Fist. Howling Fist is an excellent DD weapon skill. In fact, with it being a light armor job and getting the attack boost that Howling Fist provides as part of what it does, um, and the multi-attack gear from Pup being a light armor job, like buffing it is probably not going to give you the same result as Bunk, but it's still going to be pretty strong. Uh, what I do on Beastmaster is I'll often use the pet as a way to kind of augment how I play. So I'm doing damage on on the master, and I have the pet out for a reason, whether it be through debuffs, or maybe I want the pet to heal the party. Pondering Peter is still one of my favorite uh, pets, um, or, or so forth and so on. But one of the cool he's things you can do boy. on Beastmaster, he's a real boy. That is absolutely true. Pondering Peter is a real boy. Um, you can snarl so you can put your hate onto your pet and then it doesn't matter if your if your opponent wants to turn around and hit your pet it'll probably be okay if not it's disposable puppet master is an even greater advantage in this field if you focus the master and stop trying to worry about all the attachments that are on it to turn it into a tank or, or whatever and you actually just build it so that it can receive a hit and still be like a useful quote-unquote useful white mage, at least it's still contributing, you now have an enmity sink on a job that puts its enmity on something that's going to decay that enmity well, or even just simply deactivate it away, or the mob will turn around, punch the puppet, it won't matter because it's your puppet, and then it'll go back to hitting something that's not you. So I think a lot of times when the community focuses on something, they have the right idea but the wrong implementation. I think yes. pup is an example of this. Because there's no way the pet outside of Overdrive is going to do meaningful... It, it's still a contribution to your DPS. And yes, historically, since Pup was my first 75, I really enjoyed the combination of, hey, my puppet's adding less damage than me, sometimes more. If it's a really poorly buffed situation where I can't do anything, the puppet would have better accuracy, etc. Uh, I like mm -hmm. the combination, like, you know, and a hybrid set is not going to do the value today that it would have at 75 because of the way buffs are you know obviously off the charts and what do you mean by hybrid sets in this situation so pup gets gear it can use like uh the the mantle which is the triple attack six the ambuscade body plus two the tyli tylob uh tylob whatever tyliob yes tyliob yep. the polytoad so it gets the pokemon body 
Uh, I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a great body for adding actually the pet, but the pet lacking those buffs even with attachments still, you know, at least for me, just jumping on it now, I need to really dive into it. it has accuracy problems without putting on more pet damage gear than the master's useless, and the master serves better damage. So back at seventy five, it made it would have been cooler because the puppet was split damage. Now I think as I was saying, the right idea is being taken here. Where if ventriloquy is every minute, if you use that properly, the puppet's damage was never going to be great anyway, but you can really use that to affect, um, in any event, divergence, uh, odyssey, even omen. Um, it's not the same as snarl, which is what makes it cool too, because it doesn't, as I was telling you before the show, it doesn't have any hate. If you run up to a mob and use ventriloquy on it, uh, you will claim the mob for a couple seconds and it will unclaim and it'll be passive still. So if you were fighting something, your puppet has no hate on. Uh, in the case of how it worked with Shaw and Puppet Master dueling Shaw with uh, the dual box and truss, it's that when the mob came after it, it was spawned, and I guess that's what, one enmity or whatever, and the puppet's not in the hate list, and the master has, you know, initial aggro, not even initial aggro hate, it's just like claim, it's some, the weird spawn hate that happens. Yeah. So you use ventriloquy, the mob is going to then completely run away from you to your puppet in the corner, and it doesn't matter, because there's no hemity on the ability. So you can abuse that. So if you get aggroed by something, is the same way that would work. If you get aggroed by something in Divergence, uh, an NM, anything, your puppet can be sitting there almost capped without pet gear on if you use uh, a couple of the optic fibers, a light maneuver. Bobby's guide is, is super good. If you go to the String Theory guide on, on really BG... Is. It's in there, and you're already sitting at close to cap damage taken on the pet. So it's the right idea. The pet doesn't need to pretend to be the tank. The pet needs to be a way to mitigate. You, you pull you pull hate on a mob. Same way with Snarl. It's just going to go to the pet, and the pet's enmity decays yeah. pretty rapidly. By the time you use it again, you're not going to, you know, you'll be able to do the same thing again in a minute. And a minute is, it seems long, but it generally isn't. And that's like, yeah, a great it's use. a sink. It's a, it's a free sink. And a lot of DDs wish they had that. It's what makes Dragoon such an amazing job. And yes, if things like in Divergence Wave 3, that high jump will keep you from pulling hate if you're not using Dirge. Uh, so that is an amazing thing. And Pup gets that too. And Beastmaster gets that too. And those are the only three jobs that really get something like that. Yeah, Sam Wardark doesn't. That's for sure. So you can do all the damage in the world, but you should never die on pup. Yeah, that's that's absolutely it. And I think people need to to rethink how they want to put the attachments on the pup because a lot of times, from what I saw when when I was like gearing pup, because I, I'm pup is on the one of the more casual ends of the jobs I play, but I have theory crafted doing pup stuff with some very good pups. Um, my my buddy Cavendish is one of them. He's an excellent pup master, and. Um, from what I saw, a lot of these attachments that you put on your puppet go towards trying to make your puppet something it isn't. So um, they go towards trying to make your puppet a tank with like strobe and everything. Um, it's it's just not going to cut it with real DDs. Um, or it goes into trying to put it on like, you know, all those um, store TP and magnet plug attachments and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you get pet specific roles, maybe you can do something with your pet, but it's probably not going to be the most optimal in a group setting. Um, in a group setting, playing it the way I described means that everyone's getting the right buffs and we're maximizing a tool that the Puppet Master actually has to its best effect. Like you can you can put other attachments on the puppet that could be more useful in that situation. In fact, when, when me and Spicy were talking about it, or Spicy and I, 
Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, for once, I'll actually say that properly. Like, I understand how the English language works. Uh, we were talking about mechanics doesn't understand English. Don't worry, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, um, the what we were talking about is actually using the the white mage base frame, but trying to build it like a tank, but not for the idea of tanking. We're building it to be as tanky as possible because at least the white mage will throw out with its awful AI. Well, at least throw out things like shell on itself or cures on the party or, or erases or nas just to help out. And you're already using light maneuvers anyway. So you might as well have this really robust pseudo healer that can take your enmity while you just focus everything on the master and just wail away. Imagine having a group where Scholar's the main healer, the pup is helping back up and gnawing <laughs> and erasing and keeping shell and protect on and having to use stratagems. And the pup is fighting as a solid DD. And imagine that in a group because that really... You, you keep wanting me to do dynamics with you. It synergizes. And I think <laughs> players good. don't think about synergizing. They just think about overwhelming. And I think yes. the super useful cases for these jobs is synergizing. What does this complement? And having a pup there who is using the puppet there as a means of spot carrying and, and filling in some gaps there... I mean, if you're gnawing people and it's not being done as quickly by someone else, that's increasing DPS. That's you may you may not be doing more yourself as much, but if you're increasing others' DPS, that is an increase in DPS. And there's no world where you should like rely on the pup AI to take care of it fully for you, but just getting that extra help at least allows it to do something where it wasn't doing it before. And you can still on pup with the white mage frame you can still get passively in your dd gear you can still get what with two optic fibers and the in the two armor plates there you can still get like over 50 percent damage taken on the pet with yeah, just a light maneuver i think, using I think anyway. we came out to we came out to like 78 percent though right in the best case scenario I, we, didn't, we didn't math it because it gets one tier less it gets five percent less yeah. as a base um so the, the moral here, though, is that you don't have to be at 87.5 for pets in order for the pet to still be good. You got to think that if, you're, if, if your DT is that high, rune fencers are requested for having DT because it's that high. You would uh, Among be other things, of at, course. Like, I'm, I'm being very narrow. If you use the armor plate 4 and 3, which you can't do, you'd have to use uh, 4 and 2 uh, with capped job points there, which it's not even capped 1,200. So as long as you have 1,200... Yeah. Um, you would be at 26 with just one light maneuver. You wouldn't be using Earth at all, which you'd have light on anyway. You would only be 26 away from capping your DT on your pet. So minus 5%, a little extra for optic fiber. Let's say you'd be, you know, 31%, 32% short. You're still sitting there. Instead of 87.5, you're still sitting <laughs> there at close to, you know, closing in on 50 without doing anything. If you had another light maneuver up, you have yeah. even more. You would be probably close to 50 if I'm not going to do math in my head. I'm not. Yeah, you, it's not going to die, and that's the point. But like still, a lot 50 of people DT. Think that it's fragile without it, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I, I, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you, just, because, just because you don't have, like, the max of what it's capable of does not mean that it's not useful. I guess is what we're trying to get across. Yeah. And I, like I said at the beginning, that's the, that's the theme of everything that's going to go into this particular podcast. But I think it's really cool. And you, I've never been in the group where a pup does that and you never see pups anyway. Yeah. So never. in fact, I actually, I know, I know I can't be the first person to have theory crafted it with you or anything or, or that the, we theory well, with me. Yes. But not the first person to think of it. You're saying no, exactly. But, but you never, you never hear about it though. Like this is, this is like exciting new stuff that you can do with a job that you thought only had one trick. 
And this is the, the very specific sort of thing, like with what happened to Beast, that can pull it out of that niche that it just gets thrown into the corner for and now can be more accepted in more groups. We just have to have people who will actually do it. Correct. And it's not so much about having people do it. It's about having people understand that it's not a bad thing to do. Bringing a puppet master is not a bad thing to do. It's like, why don't I just take Monk? Well, if your Monk pulls hate, it's still, yes, it's going to handle that better with higher HP and counter, but it's also going to drop its DPS to put on defensive gear. And if your pup's not really doing, I mean, you're going to, depending on the situation, you might be in hybrid gear anyway, but then again, so would the Monk have been. So I guess that's a moot point I'm trying to jump to in my head here, as I always do. <laughs> but you, you don't have to jump to that defensive, purely defensive set like a Monk might have to if it's really taking hate because it's going, you know, balls to the wall there if it's being all the monk it can be <laughs> right if it's being all the monk it can be it's still going to cap out with with the way it can handle things right like yep even if even if you were the greatest monk ever you were still at the mercy of your counter rate you were still at the mercy of enemy mechanics and, can't even counter the ja moves you get all the time yeah, a lot of these enemies. Like, like if you're a monk who's fortunate to be in a in a group that's buffing you to the point where you can use sub dragoon i suppose you have high jump but you still aren't going to be able to manage enmity the way that a Beastmaster, a Dragoon, or even a Puppet Master can. And at some point, you are either going to have to back off or die most of the time in order to deal with that. Yep, and it's never fun to back off. No one wants to back off. So play no, you Puppet never, Master. You, you don't have to back never. off. You never pull Absolutely. out. <laughs> puppet Masters don't pull out. That's the moral of the entire uh, podcast here. Pups don't exactly. pull. Exactly. Uh, I think we can wrap it up then. I think we covered... The, I mean, is there any job that you think is underutilized we didn't touch on there, Fox? Because I don't. I mean, I could go on my normal crusade about ninja, um, but aside from that, I, I don't think so. I think I, ninja I think, be the only other one you can throw in there. Yeah, but I've talked about ninja so many times, I don't really need to go deep on it. Um, if I do another ninja episode, it'll be in the future, and I'll probably have it come from like maybe a tanking specific point of view or something like that. Because I've done DPS before, but um, when it comes to the a lot of the jobs out there, they all mostly get played. Um, I would say hitting, in this case, a generous 18 out of 22 jobs is still a very good showing for a game that has as many, you know, niche or or or, or, or not even niche, just meta-related concerns that it does. Like, because everyone's always complaining about X job only gets used. But if you think about it, think about the parties you've been in. You, you still see these other jobs. You still see warriors next to samurais, next to dark knights, next to dragoons. Like, you see these jobs. Um, and to, to have a hit on 18 out of 22 of them is, is actually not that bad. Um, if anything, it gives SE a very small sample size to, or not, not a small sample size, but like a small, a small portion of the have job base the group. Yeah. To, to, to actually focus on and fix because everyone else is operating just fine. So I think yeah, they Ninja, just narrow Ninja and Summon are the only two, but we've talked about them like in house. I think Summon are super useful, <sighs> but I wish there's more buffing. Correct. They they get used. They just don't get used for the ways that that we would prefer to have them used. Yep, is the problem with how potent Geo and Bard and Core are now. I think Favor should be a little more useful so that you could take them and replace some of those, you know, buffing up DD rolls. But you know, there's no attack mm -hmm. on Summoner. It's double attack or crit or subtle blow. So it's very very you know. Back alley. And with, with the exception of what we talked about on Black Mage, there's really no attack on jobs that we made tonight either. Like every job that we talked about is and that's and that's the point is is perfectly viable in situations. Like you can bring these jobs, and you can even bring Black Mage. It's just 
it just has the furthest to go in order to be brought up to yep. any kind of norm that we use now. I think they really need to do something with weapon skills for Black Mage because it gets a cold acumen on that TP and then you so, just use it for MP, which is cool in its own right if you're just nuking. But if you want to fit in a like group more and be able to skill chain more or something, I mean... I watched Murr, and now this is going to not sound that that awesome until you really think about what's happening. I watched Murr hit the 30k weapon skill on Black Mage using Voodoo Hunter. <laughs> Oh, you know, we didn't talk I, about I we didn't talk about how Black Mage is great for uh, for K. Thank you, Sveden. Oh yeah, the the, the duality. How you take a you take an unbuffed that. dragoon to make uh, yeah, yeah we'll multi step lights, and his Black Mage is better that way. But that's just one NM, but yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah there, there's there's a lot of groups out there um, who fight uh, K in different ways, and and that's the Dancing Fuller's mob where you have to do uh, skill chains to lower his shield, and then he takes magic damage. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do him. Uh, I've seen a lot of groups just use scholars and just have scholars just perform the same fragmentation weapon skill or skill chain over and over again or impaction skill chain to make um, a thunderburst over and over. Um, there are a lot of groups that use samurais as well, where a, uh, a samurai will go in and just multi-step it to death. Uh, what we do is we hybridize this situation. The, the, the first one I described using black mages to magic burst. Low man friendly. Um, it's very low man friendly. Um, we go in there. And uh, we actually overcap my Dragoon on haste because of the slow spikes. And I go in with Trish and I just set up a four step radiance. So I go uh, Star Diver to Common's Torment to make Frag, to Drake's Bane to make uh, Light, to Common's Torment to make Radiance. And the entire time I do this, this skill chain, uh, I have allies roll and tact roll on me just because it's really the allies roll that matters. And the black mage is usually Murr in our group, um, who's got a pretty good black mage. Um, he's magic bursting through the entire step of this skill chain. So he's hitting once or twice on the frag, once or twice on the light, and once or twice on the radiance. And the radiance, like the, the light part of the skill chain does about 60k damage. Radiance almost does cap damage almost every time. So we're killing we're killing K in like four, maybe five skill chains. Probably it's probably more more closer to say like six or seven because he does benediction. Um, and what makes Dragoon really safe, because we don't use J0 or, or third-party tools that we consider cheating, <gasps> uh, is Dragoon can actually set up and kind of like look at it. And you can bail out before the Radiance. Think of that, guys. You don't actually have to do all the damage to keep yourself alive. And you can let the mat the Black Mage continue to burst it down so that you're out of range when it does Dancing Fullers. Well, once, once you do the high jump, or, it's not going to be ready in time if you're going that fast for the next one. Well, yeah, I yeah. So basically, what you're doing when when that's not going on is you're getting is you're super jumping, and that's what I meant. Super have, jumps, not yeah, not. And ready. when you have that much haste, you already have a corsair in the party, so you can have them uh, either wild card you in a worst case scenario, or even just random deal you to get that super jump back, or you can just be a smart DD stop when you see that your skill chain put it to fifty three percent. Don't do any more steps and let the black mage hit one or two more bursts to push it to fifty. And yeah. then go to 25 and then go to 10. And it, it's actually a really effective and very fast way to do that fight. Like it takes like maybe six, seven minutes if I don't screw up. And you know, it really plays to Black Mage's talents here because if you want to play the Black Mage is super useful. Enmity Dows is really cool in this case. It used to be super yes. cool back in the day, but Enmity Dows is built for this kind of strategy. And that's another, ooh, synergy's fun. This is, it's really cool when, <laughs> when things you're like, when you see all the little pieces fitting together, like, oh, Enmity Dows at the super, because I'm thinking to myself, you know, the Dragoon's not just going to hate back at a super jump. It's going to be running all over the place. And I'm like, ah, oh, Enmity Dows. There you go. 
Yeah, a, a lot of people will, will just exactly. You can just throw your hate away, just like a dragoon can. And then for that reason, that's the only reason I find it superior to the samurai method, where the samurai just uses allies roll and just skill chains it to death and just uses the skill chain damage. Um, because the, the samurai is not as safe. Like you can get caught in a bad situation where you're just going to get caught by fullers because you did so much damage so quickly. And without something where you're like straight up cheating, like J zero, uh, you're not going to be able to get out of there in time. Generally. Um, I know that uh, my group has a very good samurai who runs into that problem somewhat occasionally when we have him do that. Um, but what I like about this particular strat though, is it hybridizes the two well-known strats for the fight for a lesser known strat that lets you incorporate a job that people think is dead in order to speed something up. And it's, it's niche, but at least it, it's cool. And you know, it, it actually makes it faster than either of those other two methods. Combined. I'd imagine the biggest problem is going to be the Dragoon getting beat up by the mob and interference. No, no I don't really run into an issue. I just, I just sit in my uh, DT set the whole time. And against the, I guess you have all that haste. That's fine. You stand against the wall. Yeah. I get triple March plus haste uh, on purpose for that. Um, I'm, I'm intentionally overcapped. Are you bringing Geo for like um, Vex? And, okay. So if it was low man friendly, it'd be a lot more difficult because I've tried to do the Dragoon and interference really fucks you up and you take a lot of damage from all the magic and everything. Yeah, I, I'm really careful about how I use um, Spirit Link, re Restoring Breath, and um, uh, Spirit Bond. Despite what I said in previous podcasts, I, I actually am getting much better at that. And honestly, the amnesia happens, but it doesn't happen as often as, as I think. Well, it only um, has to happen when you're getting hit with interference to then be stuck and getting potentially yes. in a very dangerous situation that can ruin the whole run. But the thing you have to think of, and, and what a lot of DDs don't think of, and I'm not saying that, that you do this specifically, is there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you from just walking out of range and taking a sec to catch up. Just walk away. You have more skill chains to come. But daddy's love. Yeah, right. But daddy's love. And like most DDs, it doesn't even it doesn't even occur to them that they can just walk away and come back in a sec when everything's cool again. And speaking of daddy's love, the best thing is the black mage will do more DPS than the dragoon because of the mechanics of K. You take it uh, takes yeah. less physical damage till the shields down, so your weapon skills are often getting, you know, you know Oh yeah, my, my actual weapon skills are, are just straight up garbage. It's all my skill chain damage. Um and like I, I watch. Like we, we have, we've had situations where we've seen in a in a single um, skill chain, like itself, we've taken a key from a hundred percent to like sixty eight percent on accident in a single four step. That's also, you know, probably with Idris Geo and all those other buffs going on. So if it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it in low man terms. So if it and, was an allies rolling, yeah, allies roll is awesome. But I was looking at Dragoon the other day, and the problem would be since Foch is so good for Star Diver. Um, but you can really get to about cap without, I mean, I have a rule in my thing, take allies roll takes off skill chain damage, but with the R15 water charm for 15% skill chain damage, you can cap skill chain damage on allies roll right away. It's kind of cool. I've actually considered making that. It's just in a long list of stuff that I need to R15 out of UNMs. A long list of considerations for the Fox. Oh, there's so much gear that's that's good in that. That's it's it's like low key good that you don't realize is as good as it is, low but it's actually very good. Key. Oh. Oh God! What was that noise? Oh, sorry. I was just taken aback. Uh, boy. I wasn't prepared. Okay. So uh, spiritually or physically? Oh, spiritually. This is a holy yeah. endeavor here. Holy shit! This episode <laughs> is over. So, if anyone wants to send us an email, um. 
We always appreciate Svedens. That's cool. Anyone want to send us an email? Well, he sent a PM on the BG forums, which is cool because who uses PMs on the BG forum? That is great. Uh, so that's always cool. Or you could join our Discord. Uh, our link shell should be in the concierge uh, if you're on Asura and West and East Adeline. If it's not, just bother Fox. He likes to be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> just send him a tell and join. Because our link shell is kind of cool now. We do talk in the link shell about these very things we talk about here. So if you're interested in and that, that's kind of fun. This is kind of fun, isn't it, Fox? Yeah, man. Um, basically, anything that lets me get more involved with the game. And I'm kind of at a point where I don't really get to do that many things anymore because my group just doesn't need anything ever. Uh, so anytime this stuff comes up, I love answering questions or even just like helping people who aren't rude <laughs> in-game. Just let me know. Um, I'll probably be around because I'm just a college student. So, Speaking of rude, there were a couple things people said in our Discord today about uh, was it Woda said that in the assist channel, he told someone needs to run to their race tower for COP82 to go to BG for the map or whatever, and they said, thanks, you ruined my day or whatever to them. That, that's a bit extreme. Well, no, not as extreme as the other guy. Let's see. Let me, let me pull it up right here because it just happened. Oh, fucking Mewgoat when there's all this spam here. Hold on. What's What's funny is that is likely not even a... Um, that, that's that's likely not even a new person. That's probably something who had like their account banned or maybe they quit back in the day and are coming back and just assume that they don't have to look these things up because they've already played through it once. But uh, And they qualify for the mentor channel. Well, guess what? You're asking the mentor channel. By him saying that, the dude is actually helping you out in the long run by telling you where you can get information for when your account isn't qualified for the mentor channel anymore. And my bad, Goat. This is in the podcast chat. You were in the general chat, so your spam wasn't even... It's not even spam. You're just talking. So sorry, Mugo. <laughs> it was one here in the podcast chat uh, about the after Woda said that he goes, not worth the energy. Some guy asked me to open the crimson ore door for him. I said he should take the 15 minutes to get the key item, which, you know, yeah. I just don't want to bother going there, but you know, the key item helps you can help someone else maybe. And the guy told me to kill myself. <laughs> wow. Uh, that escalated quickly. Yes, it did. <laughs> Jeez. I understand it's not fun to run around uh, Devoy and click lakes or whatever, but go kill yourself? Save that for like when people yell. And the funny thing is, like, like I was saying, a new person who is actually new wouldn't know how tedious that quest is, which means that person knows already how to, how to do it and everything, and they're just being lazy. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, that person can go fuck themselves, whatever. Like, that, they, they give new people a bad name, honestly. So, yes, if you want to join our link show, <laughs> it, is kind of, keep it, real. it is kind of fun. I do enjoy having a social link show of people, because I've been in a lot of social shells, and A, we the toilet's pretty good, but it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, I'm but, honestly surprised that no one has asked me to do a single thing yet, though. Like, I just have seen people, happen. I've said hi. Yeah, but, like, nobody's been like, Fox, come murder this, or Fox, come Be look careful at my gear what for you four wish hours. For. I, I'm just surprised is all. So, there's always there's know. always that couple kind of people that join, and they're kind of like, take whatever they can, and then you don't see them anymore. So be careful what you wish for. I know for. all about that. Everyone does. So, yes, uh, we're finally off the main page of BG as well. So we're going to see. We've been doing better with numbers. We've gotten... We're getting some good numbers. I like our numbers have been, they're slowly ticking up. Like people are checking us out and, you know, I, not that I care about us having an audience, but I care about like everything that's come with this, like people talking in the discord, people sending us like PMs or I guess if we make people's rides enjoyable, uh, I, sorry. I, I, I care about having fun. an audience. Like well, I want people to listen to what we have to say because I think it benefits the community as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I'm, 
I don't know if I try to run to humility out of fear of an ego or, you know, I don't want to go down the, the mind wall here or anything, but I just, I tend to try and not grab the reins of power. I, I have a aversion to any sort of power. So I see having an audience as a method of wielding power over others. And I'm just, I'm not about that. I'm not about that game. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not either. I, I think that's pretty disgusting when, when people do and that. I see but... all the people talk about their audience sizes or their inauguration yeah. crowds. You know, I, I see people talk about their popularity and like they brag about it. It's like, I don't want to be in a position where people like, brag that i have a bigger audience or something i don't think we ever will but I, yeah, I, that's I, kind of gross. those are the things that go through my mind when i talk about that so we're in different places of the initial start line there but yes i do enjoy more people checking us out i mean so on youtube we have so on i know we're getting off on a tangent even though this is over but for in terms <laughs> of apple Podcasts, spotify and everything our number one like 85 percent of people is from america so hi all you assholes uh, then it goes to the UK for like most of the rest, and then like you go into single digits for Canada. Uh, you know, I see like like people that listen to a couple episodes in a row, like Sweden. I'll see like Sweden had three hits, and I'm like, oh, that's all Sweden catching up on episodes and stuff like that. And it goes to, like Denmark, Germany's kind of fallen off the podcast map, but on YouTube, number one is US, then Canada, and then Deutschland at a good three compared to Canada. So it's like, uh, you know. Hi to all the people overseas that, that listen to us. Yeah. And I think that covers it. Yeah, I think so, man. Um, you know, hopefully people, you know, just give these jobs a second thought, you know, based on what we said. And and more importantly, just try to go experience them for yourselves before you just assume what they are, you know, and everything. And uh, just try to have fun with the game. I really um, want to play Putmore now. But I also think about Dancer. So do I, but I, I can. I can't invest in Dancer. Even though I have Twash, I can't invest in Dancer because I'm going to be like, I don't want to do another Mythic anytime soon. I made my second Mythic ever, and it is it is a drain. I am still working on Brigade. I made one Mythic in like 15 years of this game, and now I have two. So it's like, oof. It's not a drain. I just hate spending large quantities of gill all at the same time. Like I don't, I don't spend the gill, though. I farm it like an ass. Oh, I farm other things turn that into gill and then use that to pay for that. I've been doing that a little bit, but I'm hesitant. Anyway, this is over. Thank you again, Fox. Yeah, we're done. It was always cool, man. Later.